Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Stitcher Premium is having a special sale for Labor Day. For a few days only, get your first three months of premium for only $1. It's a perfect time to catch up on some fan favorites. Available only on premium. Hear shows like Big Grande's Teacher's Lounge. Or the mysterious secrets of Uncle Bertie's Botanarium. Or all the comedy Bang Bang Live episodes. And hey, wait. What? What about Super Ego, the complete man and the complete woman? And I don't even have a personal interest in that. Well, Matt, it sounds like you do, but I'm going to trust that you don't. Just go to stitcherpremium.com forward slash Labor Day to get your first three months for just one. That's stitcherpremium.com slash Labor Day. No promo code needed. Thanks. Matt and Matt Welcome to James Bonding Goldfinger Revisited. I'm Matt Gorley. I'm Matt Myra. And today, our special guests, and as we figured out this morning, the first three Peters? Yeah, I think so. Amanda Lund and Maria Blasucci. Thanks for having us, Matt. So great to be back. Welcome. How are Welcome. you guys? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm fine. Where are you in living your Bond lifestyle? Uh, God, that's a good question. I guess I'm... Tr- um, uh, Honestly, I'd like to travel more, like Bond, and with, uh, it, with greater amenities like Bond would, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, in a first-class kind of way. Sure. Where would you go? Top choice Bond vacation. Oh, you know what? Actually, I was thinking about this as I was watching Goldfinger. I was thinking there should be a coffee table book, the world seen through Bond films, because they always have different places they mm-hmm. go All to. All the exotic locations. All the exotic locations, oh. or just, and it would just be a picture book yeah. of just different parts of the world seen through Bond films. It's a great idea. Yeah, I like that. Or a travel blog, like a travel yeah, website. Bond, Bond travel blog. Yeah. There is, some, there are a couple things like that, like living the lifestyle of James Bond and then going to those places and seeing the like locations from the films and stuff like that. that but to answer your question though, and I think we touched on this on Casino Royale, when I saw Casino Royale and they go to Montenegro. I was like, I was like, that's that. I need to go there. And then we talked about how that's not actually Montenegro at all. No, we looked it up, didn't we? It was like ten thousand dollars a night yeah. for like the villa. Oh no, that was golden. Well, that was the golden eye the or the Jamaican. Jamaican place. Oh, yeah. this was. Or no, the- that was. That, oh, that the, villa, in the, the villa in the Bahamas yeah. that he stays at. Yeah, but the Montenegro they show in Casino Royale is actually like the Czech Republic. It is, yeah. So if I were to just go to Montenegro now, and I, I would be looking around for a place that doesn't exist. That's yeah, right. I'm sure it's still nice, though. I don't know much about it. We well. looked up that hotel last night. That the yeah, Miami passes. Hotel? No. The Alpine. Uh, the Fountain Blue is the Miami one, which uh-huh. my dad told me. We watched it with my dad that he um, stayed there. And he it's said still it was there. pretty run down. It's but still there. We looked at that Alpine 
What's hotel. The oh, the one it, he's like in when the he goes into the. Is it Switzerland? Yeah. And he's driving down the winding road. There's like this little isolated hotel on a, the cliff. And I looked it up. It's still there, but it doesn't look that nice. Yeah. People think the rooms need to be updated. <laughs> That's uh, the consensus. On, yeah. On... <laughs> I bet they're right. But Matt and I are going to take an Alps trip. Um, yeah, yes. For maybe uh, a... You're welcome to come with us, Matt. <laughs> either way well marie and i are going to montenegro yeah well whatever guys <laughs> um it's not the czech republic you guys were on our casino royale episode you were on our license to kill episode which the four of us were trying to remember a single thing about we remember a lot about the casino royale episode mm-hmm. but um, uh, maria just remembered that the planes had faces planes had faces yeah and they had faces in this movie too really oh i guess we'll get to that huh? well they just there was one shot of a plane I guess all those propeller planes have faces. Well, yeah, the in- kind of the, yeah, uh, they have the nose induction and the on the side. Like a, it's yeah. like well, planes are birds. That's true. They are. Like, but this one has like a smile. scientifically, yeah. It has that big nose, and then under the nose is a smile, and then I uh, think two little eyes. We must have talked about this on License to Kill because there used to be an airline when I was a kid called uh, PSA. Mm-hmm. T. What was it? Was it PSA? But all the planes had an actual smiley face painted on the front. And these were commercial jets. like, yeah. Or, I mean, not commercial jets, passenger jets. And I loved it. I loved to see it as a kid. That's cute. And then they went under. Wish people would put the fun back in yeah. flying. Mm-hmm. Oh. So we had you guys on the Goldfinger episode specifically because last time we covered this, it was covering the, the darker side of Goldfinger, which is there, some of the misogyny and, and uh, changing times looked at in the rearview mirror don't hold up as well yeah, i but mean we wanted to have some, some fun forcing too. yourself on a lady but it was all in good 60s fun <laughs> that's yeah. right yeah. when does he force himself on a lady on pussy 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 is that he well he flips her into the hay but he does like and then he struggle, power kisses he struggle her. Kisses like her. He, yeah he definitely it, forces himself he, on he's her. he's power kissing a lot of people because <laughs> he power kisses the first woman too but i mean she's power kissing is that what you said yeah that's such a funny thing but she's into are you talking about jill masterson the gold girl yeah she's into it but everyone's into it everyone eventually is into it that's the thing about james bond is if you you know that she's gonna be into it then you can just power kiss until the until it becomes but mutual. that was like a real thing that happened a lot he's in got a license to kill and a permit to kiss <laughs> gentlemen yeah. if you're listening maria has given you permission to power kiss power any woman as long as you I think they're into I it succumb. power kissing only works in the movies yeah, yeah that's true yeah. and you still see power kissing in movies and television today have you ever been power kissed uh mm. yeah you but- have Oh. oh, no, not where I was It wasn't like... me, was it? No. <laughs> She's still, you're still well, power, pa- kissing. power kissing. Okay, to, a power kiss to me, that's like an okay power kiss would be like if you're in a fight with like your boyfriend or mm-hmm. something and you're like, I'm mad at you right now. And then they power kiss. Maybe it's wrong. I don't know. Now that I say it, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I like it. Well, it's a power kiss. I here's what a power that. kiss is. And here's what I think that's working with Bond. It's not that she's like literally, she's struggling and she's like trying to get out. And she's like, no, no, no. It's like not like that. It's literally... 
a game they're playing yes, where she's going, game. I don't want to be with you. And he's going, yes, you do. It's You have to see it as she's being a strong woman and she's like knows what she wants. She wants him, but she's playing a game with him, a power struggle. I do he, think that is the film's intention. It yeah, comes across in a slight gray area, but I think you're right. And it also clearly that kiss in, is the switchover moment where Pussy Galore goes from full on lesbian to I love you and I'm going to help you in your plan. Is like, she so a lesbian? Right or wrong. Yeah. How, in in the she book, she's it? a lesbian. In the book, she's a lesbian, but in the movie, they hint at it with, like, your charms are lost on me or yeah. something like oh, that. Oh, I or... thought that was just because she was a lady of the sky. No. <laughs> <laughs> she was only interested in the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you know, like, Goldfinger, when they're sitting in that porch of that Kentucky place, which, by the way, is called Oryx Stud Farms. And it looks <laughs> a lot like the interior of the room we're currently oh, in. Oh, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to now, me. Now, I but, have something to say about the power kiss oh. real quick. So, I think <laughs> okay. Maria is correct that he and Pussy were playing... Pussy! Pussy! <laughs> we're playing I a game... I hope you call it that the entire episode. We're playing a game that they were both in on, and he picked up on the subtlety Mm -hmm. it's not like he tried to power kiss that middle woman the sister you know she didn't like bond they had kind of a contentious no but he's tilly masterson the sister of jill masterson who has that middle blonde that did not need to be there right the middle blonde who gets who gets killed by the hat she's trying to kill goldfinger for Uh, killing her sister she didn't want to be power kissed he didn't power kiss her because they didn't have that sort of relationship Mm, interesting yeah he could have power kissed her but he didn't yeah no he knows i think i honestly think he picks up on on when a girl is playing games with him yeah but i don't think that men should try and do that in general no 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 no. you can't assume listen there are a select few number of men out there and one of them's like probably Daniel Craig. Yeah. And w- where it's like, where it's like he has the ability, he has the go ahead to go like, is this woman, a woman is going to play games with a certain kind of man. I, I think that it's a certain, a very specific certain kind of man that's really only in certain movies mm-hmm. who can have that kind of he can read women and if you're listening to this thinking i can do that no you you cannot because uh one of those those men would not be listening to a podcast that's true and also also those (laughs) men are fictional characters also that is very true there's no way there's no way connery or craig listen to podcasts no no no. they don't know what it is They they don't they're just being served. Daniel knows all what the a time. podcast is. Well, he's been on them. I understand. He's been on the he Nerdist. Thinks, yeah, Matt. but he thinks they're radio shows. He doesn't know you have yeah. to go onto iTunes to get it. Yeah. Like, God forbid you say go onto Stitcher. And he's like, what? And you're like, Stitcher Premium. And he's like, out. He's, he's like, out. My no. Taylor? Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> this app. Anyway, what? We got right to the, you know. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Knock it out. Part. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's go to the beginning of the film and let's run through this thing. Matt, you were saying that you thought you had a really good time watching it, that yeah. it was even better than you remember. I felt the same I way. I find that I'm always surprised by Goldfinger. It is yeah. such the archetype James Bond movie that when I watch it, I just go, oh, yeah, yeah that's why it, everyone it, loves this movie. It is hyped a lot, and you think, oh, it's probably not going to live up to the hype because I right. see the others so much, but it is... It's but a fun watch. A couple things yeah. I picked up. The cold open, of course, is unrelated to the plot of the movie. He's destroying a heroin farm. Right. I feel like I would like to watch a movie ju- just on that mission. I would Wait, always like happens? to watch. What happens at the beginning again? He's, uh, he's, uh, he comes up uh, in a wetsuit, unzips it. 
Oh my God, the pigeon hat. Yes. Yeah. I thought it's, when I, I was watching that, I was thinking, I was thinking if I would have seen this before your 40th birthday party, I would have come in <laughs> a wetsuit with the with the pigeon, pigeon hat, hat or the duck hat. Oh, that what were good. you again? Oh, you were a Gettler from, yeah, with the, from Casino Royale, yeah, the, the one sunglass guy. Yeah, but I thought that would have been just a really good <laughs> That would have costume. been a really good one. Yeah, that was kind of a silly way to start the whole movie. The first time you see this guy who's supposed to be this like sex symbol, he's like... <laughs> Has a pigeon hat. But also his wetsuit was like made out of satin. (laughs) Well, and also, what is the point of that hat? He's certainly not going to be surfacing for that long that he would need to have the seagull to distract everyone. He's at night. It's black. He does not. But need are this. his eyes even above water? No. So it's just it's completely <laughs> pointless, right? Because if he if he had to come up to breathe, he would the seagull would look like it was tipping up. He'd still see his face. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. should have and had he... a face mask, a seagull, <laughs> like the crocodile submarine. Is like what the crocodile submarine is more what we would want. Yeah. But he, ta- you know, but the thing about it that struck me this time watching it through was that the seagull looks so dead. When you see, yeah, it, it does yeah. look cheaply stuffed. It's just yeah, like waterlogged and stuffed. Yeah, but you get him out of the water. He mm-hmm. takes off that wetsuit. He reveals Matt's wedding outfit. Ah, uh, yeah, it's really something. Did you ever think though that I wore that for our wedding, this similar thing, and you were dressed as Jill Masterson for my fortieth birthday? That's correct. A, we have a lot of ties. Oh, and I all the secret planning I was doing to buy your engagement ring. Mm-hmm. I put in a folder called Operation Grand Slam. <laughs> oh my god! Yep. And so the whole wedding, all the stuff for the wedding, anytime I'd like keep an email or whatever, I'd put it in a folder called Operation Grand Slam. Your um, purchasing of the engagement ring was kept secret from her. This is amazing to me yes. because my wife, who is you know, she, I, I was like, well, she's older than me, so she really probably. Knows what she's wanted. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to include her on this. Mm, and so she knew that you were going to propose, but she didn't know when or where. Yes. But we did. I did go with her to the jeweler and let nice. her try on a few and pick out the one she wanted. Oh, nice. I didn't want her to be like. And then you did a power move and you picked the other one. Right. And then I power engagement. To get a discount, I power kissed the jeweler. <laughs> <laughs> and he was into it eventually. <laughs> Amanda had a secret Pinterest page that I found that had some rings on there. Oh, God. Yeah. Girl. Well, I had a wedding Pinterest page. This was all page. part of Grand Slam, Operation Grand um, Slam. And I had a bunch of different rings on there. Some that were not, you Knowing know. Knowing he was going to look at it? No. I think I'd like showed it to you once or something. So you knew it existed. Yeah. Okay. And I was just kind of like Pinteresting stuff on there. It was also for like, because I was help, helping a friend kind of with their wedding so it was like it wasn't just like mm-hmm. i'm dreaming about my wedding um it was just like oh in general yeah. wedding wedding stuff and yeah you picked a really nice one that was just what i wanted Great it's job. so nice it's beautiful Thanks. so simple maria Classic. would you would you prefer a surprise wedding ring or in on the planning uh i'd be fine uh either way i'd just be i'd like to get asked <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, either way, I would just, you know, I would, people always say things like, like, I don't care what the ring looks like as long. And that, yeah, I get that. But also, like, I'd hope that, you know, my boyfriend would know me enough to mm-hmm. know to get me something that, like, I, like, truly, yeah. you yeah. know, like, so yeah. if, 
if I got something that was like garish and like whatever is garish the right word, yeah. like yeah. Um, ostentatious or something, I would be kind of a little bit, a little bit like, oh, like this isn't really me. So I, f- I know my boyfriend knows me yeah, more he than that, know. but it is a, it is a fear of mine of like yeah. I've told him before, like if you're ever gonna do, just ask my friends. friends. That's yeah. what Matt did. Matt email like had an email chain going with like my sister and my friends. But I also think if you're going to pick out a ring for someone, you have to also be okay with them wanting to exchange it or return it or something. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Get, yeah, yeah, but I just uh, you know, I just think like, you know, just Like Amanda took the one I got, got a $100 ring and then just spent the cash. <laughs> uh, our jeweler said to us uh He's like, he's like, you just, just try, see what you like. He's like, and he, my wife was like, well, is there anything else? And she, he was like, yeah, I find that you should get a ring that fits in your social structure. Oh, don't wow. get anything that's like crazy blingy. If none of your friends have crazy blingy rings, wow. don't get anything like. This is the jeweler saying yeah. it, so he, hmm. he's an honest jeweler. Oh, he's he just, great. He didn't want to. But he does it great. go the other way, where like if you don't have as much money as your friends, you yeah. should like buy up? Right. I think he was more <laughs> stating don't get anything you're going to be like uncomfortable with on the subway if you're you know yeah. that I kind of person. if you ride the yeah. subway yeah sure yeah. that's really it does make sense like yes elegance and style wise you don't want to go outside of your own world you know view or whatever yeah. it would yeah. be weird yeah speaking of elegance and style let's talk about that rolex oh yeah yeah it's the uh submariner is it that is it's the pinnacle of bond watches if you were to try to purchase this now yeah You'd be spending about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Where God? When he's lighting his cigarette, right as the bomb goes off in the oh. cold open. But Taking speaking of elegance it. and style, let's talk about that chamois leather holster. <laughs> chamois leather. He's indeed. got a soft chamois leather holster, which is you know, if you've ever, ever listened to this podcast before, there's a whole video about that with Jeffrey Boothroyd. Boothroyd, is that his name? yes. Yeah, this guy who. I just learned, because yeah. we've covered this guy before. It's a video about this guy who wrote Fleming saying, Bond wouldn't use this gun, he'd use this gun. In his neighborhood, some woman was murdered, and he was the suspect because he was the only person in the neighborhood with the gun that had killed this woman, but he was later cleared. So for those of you who are a past listener, just a little uh, intrigue for you. Boothroyd's yeah. <laughs> the equivalent of someone writing into a podcast. And like being like, you got this wrong. Here's what you should have done. Yeah. (laughs) And like if we had listened to them. Yes, right. He's got a chamois leather holster. (laughs) Um, Well, then we go to Florida. Wait, are we still... Can we talk about the opening credits? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'd never seen anything like it. I mean, who came up with that idea? I know it's been used more and more now of like the projecting on Mm. people. Like, Mm. But that's just a... Who came up with that idea? What's his name? Because it's not um, Morris Binder. He did it for From Russia With Love. It's the second time they did that. It's such a cool visual. I couldn't, I honestly couldn't believe it. And also like to project it onto the gold women. Yeah. It was like very, uh, and I did think it was a little weird that they're like showing scenes from the movie, Mm -hmm. like things that are going to be happening. Robert Brown John. <laughs> and he came up with it. So what's the process of coming up with these opening credits? Do you know like so they come up with the song first or they come up with the credit or the Usually the movie's done. 
Uh-huh. And they're just waiting on the credit sequence. Is okay. So the whoever's doing the credit sequence can see the movie. And is that usually like an artist of the time or like someone that cuz they're always so Well, for years it was in fact, after this one, it was a guy named Morris Binder who did all of them up till the Brosnan years. Mm. And then, but this this guy, they must have really been finished with the movie to give him the footage to then project, project on yeah. the girls. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, I yeah. was really, and then at the end, um, the the when the when the circle comes around him, it does a dance around him, <laughs> and it goes off of him like a bouncy ball. You know what would be so great is to get one of those girls who have you had uh, one of the girls from one of the Bond opening credits on. Oh, I was there I would too. Love to. I would love to. That would be a really good one because yeah. I do wonder: Are you just like are you fully nude? Do you have uh, some? They are topless pasties? because they. I, I've read things where Morris Bender, especially, was like half the reason he was doing them that way is because he wanted to see topless women. He wanted to hang out on set with topless wow. women. Plus now on Blu-ray, a lot of yeah. the Roger Moore era topless ladies mm-hmm. in the sequence, you can see a lot more than you did. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, changes the rating. Like, oh, dear. Did you notice the the golf putt that goes down into her cleavage? Like he, Ooh, oh, I didn't notice like that. that. I just yeah. really, it's cool. That's a lot of fun, sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we go to a long helicopter shot in florida which was crazy isn't that cool that was yeah. it was all timed who 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 said and die yeah some pa on a walkie-talkie yeah. is like go yeah have you guys ever done a high dive like that no. no i'm too scared i've jumped from that height but not a dive i don't know how to dive even like at pool level no what I do you mean you just go head first <laughs> no i don't know how to do that. have you ever dove bu- in a well no, I don't. Are you scared? I I don't know if I'm Are you scared chicken? or if, I'd like chicken? belly flop. No. What? I I can't dive head first. Have you in tried and failed? I don't think. No, You've I've never, never tried. She's never tried to dive. Oh God! I can't believe it. You're never curious enough to try it. I'm not curious of what it's going to feel like to go head first into a body of water. Maria, have you never lived? <laughs> Wow. I can't do what a about, cartwheel. What I can't about do at the beach in the ocean? Do you ever dive? Of, well, like well, head like first into a wave, yeah, like into a wave when you're like going into the water. I don't you're looking do at what? us like we're crazy. I don't do, do you dunk at all? I dunk, but I just dip. I go down like my straight legs, down and straight legs. up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a some kind of crazy reefer addict. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, I don't understand diving when you put your hands in front of you like that. Yeah. We got to get this girl to a yeah. pool. Would you allow us, like, if we go to a pool, to kind of try to train you to do it? Yeah, that'd be fine. I, I just, you know, yeah, that's fine. Okay, hmm. all right. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I, I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> I just feel like you're missing out on a fun yeah. part of life. Does it feel good? It feels yeah, great. Yeah, it feels it's great. really satisfying. Yeah. You're split, also, you're splitting the water with your hands. Yeah, and, your head. and when you go down, so you're like in a slipstream, you bend up, and it feels kind of like you're flying because you. Well, the momentum takes you down, but then eventually you curve back up towards the surface, and it's just kind of this. When did you learn? I think as soon as I started swimming, I was always like a water baby. Did you? When did you guys learn? Uh, I took swimming lessons where I learned to dive, and then that I was just, last year. <laughs> and then I would just I would start with a dive where you kind of crouch down at the edge of yeah. the pool, like squatting, about and that. then oh, you yeah. dive in. We called it the 
what's that Appleseed man who chopped the trees Johnny down? Johnny Appleseed? Yeah. Why'd you call it that? The Johnny Appleseed. Because she was chopping the water. Because, yeah, the, yeah, the instructor would come by and go, chop, chop, chop. And then you'd fall in like you were a tree going, Timber. Oh, he would chop you like... <laughs> well, here's the deal. That's completely crazy for that person to say because Johnny Appleseed planted trees oh. he didn't want to cut yeah. them down oh, Paul, you Bunyan? Paul Bunyan yeah 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 I never said Johnny Appleseed that came from Matt Matt yeah. that was a silly thing to say did you just throw me under the bus with well, Johnny I Appleseed? did confirm it I you believe did. that no. it's your fault I'll take it um yeah and I grew up with a pool so we oh well excuse me it, oh yeah. hang on let me just be clear it was an above ground pool <laughs> okay. wait how deep was it four feet yeah, and you're diving in that thing? hell yeah shallow dives were my thing <laughs> wow Wow. A lot it of is, head injuries. Yeah. It is dangerous. I have hit my head on the bottom of a pool. Mm. Does yeah. not feel good. Mm. Mm. Anyway. I loved the Florida part of this movie. I yeah. loved seeing um, the swimsuits and the cover-ups. Yeah, the play suit. You know, we've talked a lot about the terry cloth blue play suit oh, that Bond's nice. wearing. But for the first time, my eye went to Goldfinger's little number. Oh, really? He has like a... Like kind of like a dull chiffon yellow thing, but it's lined with terry cloth. Yeah. And it's a two piece. And it oh see to me it looked like a little dress or something. It did when he was coming down the stairs, but when he gets down, he just has really short shorts under it. Okay, so the girl in the beginning in the Florida scene, what was her name? Dink. Dink. Okay, so I love that Bond just is like, get out of here, Dink. The big boys are talking, slaps her ass, and then like two seconds later puts on that little play suit. And it's just like very confusing message. <laughs> man talk. I must put on this play suit. Run along, dink man talk. I, for the first time, noticed that he had a uh, clipping belt. Yeah. yeah. I did not notice that until... I need to dig mine out. I, I meant to wear it for this recording. <laughs> so the one that... Um, so when Matt kind of first got it in his head, he wanted a terry cloth play suit. My sister, who's a very talented artist and went to fashion school and can make clothes, um, <laughs> said, I'm going to make Matt a play suit. And so we were all so excited. And she comes over and he's planning to wear it that night for a live show. For the dead authors, but Ian Fleming. Sarah had done the math wrong. It and was Australian in her defense. <laughs> it was an Australian pattern. So, so it was metric. And I don't know how she didn't notice while she was making it, but she had fully made this play suit. It was <laughs> tiny. It didn't even fit me it wouldn't have even fit like an eight-year-old it was like for a doll and i don't know how she got all the way through making it and sewing it without like holding it up and realizing this is insanely tiny i could get my legs through the leg holes i could get my arms through the armholes but there was such body shortness that i had to completely go into a c-shape to get in and i couldn't straighten out well so we I ended was like, up snipping the crotch but yeah. turned it into a little dress suit but it was oh, too short right, right? Yeah. did it look correct no, no i couldn't was, get because i was but like, i mean the doll version did it look oh yeah yes right? yeah. yes it was it well good. proportioned for like a like a three foot four person this yeah. reminds me of a friend i forget what friend it is or uh went on ebay and <laughs> <laughs> is this you and so no it was a friend she went on ebay and she saw like this like uh dining room table <laughs> For like uh, like ten dollars, and she was like, "Oh my god!" And she got it, and it was a doll. It was doll furniture. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Stone Engine's Final Tap. Yeah, yeah. It oh was literally god. she got this little box. Oh my god! Had she cleared out the space for the table? I was like, oh, she should have fallen through and put it there. <laughs> Seriously, she was like ten dollars for this whole dining room oh, set. And you go over, and it's on in the middle of her dining room on the floor. <laughs> well, oh, I love that. At least it was only ten dollars. <laughs> 
the in the Florida scene, what was with all the green screen use? Because they did a second unit shoot in Florida without any of the primary actors. So they shot all of the actors either in studio with rear projection or on a set. Why? I mean, didn't they know it was going to blatantly come across as green screen? I think back then people wouldn't have questioned it probably. Uh, they or they would so be savvy. impressed by it. Right, yeah. But there are behind-the-scenes photos of Bond and Jill Masterson on that balcony looking down at Goldfinger, and they're actually, they must be in like, I don't know if they're in the Riviera or what, because there's an ocean in front of them and no hotel. Wow. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they're on the dvd huh yeah we'll take a look at that yeah i didn't know that either what do you guys think of connery as like a sex symbol or as like as james bond since you guys we watched craig we watched a dalton film what do you think of him he's the first he's what most people consider the classic bond yeah i thought it was he was an interesting comparing him to daniel craig he's an interesting bond because he like they tell him at the beginning like like you're doing uh, you're being reckless or whatever. They do that in Casino Royale and and this movie. Yep. And in Casino Royale, it's kind of like, f this, I'm gonna do. And in this one, he's like, pl- be like, uh, be good, Bond. Like he te- he's like he like is able to restrain himself in some way, or he like wants to be better than yeah. he is. Whereas Daniel Craig is like, I'm gonna do my thing, and that's sexier to me than a Bond that like wants to. Uh, make everyone happy. Daniel Craig's Bond is like Denzel Washington in Man on Fire. I've never seen that. Well, mm, me either. He's just going to kill anything that gets in his way yeah. and does whatever the fuck he feels like to get revenge. Yeah, I think Sean Connery is very handsome, but I'm I guess I'm used to seeing him older. Yeah. So this one it was like hard for me. If for a minute I was like, "Oh, that's Sean Connery." Like it was it didn't some, something about his face and body doesn't register in my brain. <laughs> like I couldn't I really you tell you what you he looks like. You have Connery blindness? Yeah, and there's something about his face where sometimes he looks handsome, but overall it doesn't do it for me there's a lot of triangles when i think on of his, his face, face yeah. I, and even his body i see a lot of triangles mm. and he looks like someone else like he looks like he's supposed to look like something else but he doesn't and i don't mm-hmm. i know that doesn't make sense but he's also like really tall but kind of a little like i don't know there's something about his figure and i guess it's because i didn't feel like i fully got to see him shirtless do we see him shirtless you do at the beginning before he puts on the place i'd have to take another look but this was also 60s man body which is like a which is like a Smokey the bear body which always (laughs) uh freaks me out you know like the yeah because he was mr universe right yes it's like fit but it also is kind of like oh it's like very i don't know what it was oh oh, you know it reminds me of you know i just got this massager right so it's like got those balls in it that move around under like a layer of mesh it reminds me of that like the skin's (laughs) a layer of mesh and then also i should mention this thing lights up red and heats yeah also reminds me of there's some movement in the body (laughs) underneath the skin like where it's like the muscles could go anywhere oh wow like his skin is not attached to his muscles yes and and also noticing, like in the pool scene in general, the you should Google a Sean Connery shirtless. Yes, so they please, can sort I'd of love to see. Like, yeah, play it into there. The w- women's figures were very different back then too. There was not like pointy everyone boobs. had. Yeah, they had pointy boobs. Their posture was like poor, and then they had like flat booties, but they were like very hunched. But that was like the attractive posture. Uh, I think I- Dank did not have a flat booty. 
Oh, she didn't. Dink oh. was Dink was stacked up top like and that. down she's bottom. Busty for sure, but yeah. I didn't get a good look at the lower half. Dink, that's the one that's looking in the in the spy. Gl- the no, no. Dink go. is the no. That's What's the wrong that? one to show. That's, that? I showed him the Zardoz. No. No. See that? I seem okay. I'm okay with that. He's. <laughs> Why is he wearing that? That's from the film from Zardoz. Yeah, it's from a very weird movie. Oh, yeah. Zardoz. See, that's a Smokey the Bear body. I like the chest hair and I like the back yeah, hair. Yeah, that looks nice there. You know, it might be something when you... The the belly up is good. I think down it becomes a, like a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's very handsome, but I'm not... Uh, there's something for me where I can't really wrap my head around it. Interesting. And he was wearing a toupee, huh, during this? Yeah. I yeah. still don't buy it. What do you mean you don't buy it? I don't it's buy there. the toupee there. there. I don't oh, buy it. There. Well, how it's does all... the toupee get so much worse between Goldfinger and Diamonds Are Forever? Well, that's true, but... I, I don't buy this. You don't buy it? I, I don't buy I, it. I you doubt my wigdar? I don't doubt your wigdar, but I feel like it might be on the fritz. Wow. No. There is... There's a, now, I think there's some question in Dr. No and From Russia With Love where he's, whether oh, he's wearing a full... Oh, you do. Hey. Now you think there's a question? I'm not finished. Oh. Whether he's wearing a full toupee, he's definitely wearing something. I don't know. Have you not seen him in this era? He's He's like, no, doesn't haven't. have much hair. I haven't seen him in this era without much hair. It's a great wig. That's all I'm saying, Matt. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, look, my wig there is like, it's never But I would failed. like to see him. So here's okay. what, I, what I would... In case, so you don't have to keep moving your computer. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on my Wi-Fi. I'm sorry I brought it up. No, it's this important. is important. It's important. This is what this podcast is about. Yeah. Wigdar, um, Devil's Beef. Up, oh, can't say the full name of a Wi-Fi network. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just have always felt weird about it. Oh, like giving really? someone's personal information. Yeah, then it's out. like, oh no, I don't know. Someone what could want. drive to our house and <laughs> get on our Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. After they cracked the code. Yeah. Do you need the code? I did it. It's all fine. Okay. It's already in there. All right. I already cracked it. <laughs> um, we had a team of Chinese scientists. <laughs> when he goes in and he catches Jill Masterson looking down at Goldfinger, and then he says, let's have dinner, and he goes, I know the best place in town, and mm-hmm. then they cut to room service. Oh, yeah. It felt like Casino Royale, like, want to go to my place? Is it close? Pretty yeah. close. Like, almost like that was a nod or some there kind of... There was a lot of nodding. I feel like Casino Royale took directly from Gold... They were like, we're going to rebrand Bond. We're going to go to what everyone's favorite Bond movie is, Goldfinger. And we're going to just kind of take stuff from that and heighten it. Or Have you guys yeah. seen Quantum of Solace? Because they literally lift from Goldfinger when they kill the secondary Bond girl. They cover her in oil and put her on a bed in the exact same position oh. as Jill oh. Masterson. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So I was um, really shocked because I I thought that Jill Masterson was killed and then covered in gold as like a symbol, you know. But how they explain it is that the gold paint, when it covers every inch of your body, suffocates you. Yes, but she was murdered. Like they did that on purpose to kill her. Oh, I know that. No, I'm just saying, like, (laughs) what about her mouth? They poured it in her mouth. No, I, it's a it's a myth. It's not true. But apparently, they're saying that if you cover your skin, you suffocate. Even though you can breathe through your mouth, you're like something about like they believed that for real though too, yeah. didn't they? In and real they life, they handled it on MythBusters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's not true because you can not. just breathe out of your mouth and nose well, and like, eyes. Yeah. I think it's interesting how the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're an eye breather. How the um, <laughs> cleaning lady. <laughs> Just allows him, 
she's just charmed yeah. into using her key to yeah. open up Mr. Yeah. Goldfinger's suite. That was cute, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like, uh, yeah, what does he say? I remember seeing that and being like, oh, that's, see, he's cool. Yeah, he's got some charm. He's got confidence is what gets him He didn't have that. to power kiss her. See, it's no. not all about he, the power kiss. Sometimes Power just, took her key. Yeah, no, I well, know. it's a power charm. I don't know, yeah. because honestly, it's like, okay, so he did that in the movie, and I thought it was kind of a funny moment. If some man came up to me and did that to me in real life, I'd giggle, but then I'd go and scream and cry but in the bathroom yeah. stall. Man? Yeah. Are you Any talk- man. No, girl, okay. I get okay, what you're saying, but there is a select few, and Bond is one of those okay, select fair. few where you'd go, you wouldn't <laughs> cry. I'd be delighted, uh. but I'd feel scared still. Yeah, but that's okay. And he'd make you make you understand that it's okay to be a little scared. <laughs> Let me pose something to you guys. All right. Oddjob knocks Bond out. And when Bond wakes up, Jill Masterson is completely covered in gold paint on the bed. Mm-hmm. How long does Bond have to be out? Like, so Oddjob sneaks in. He presumably hasn't brought his little cart with paint and brush with him. Mm-hmm. So he has to knock Bond out. I think it's right outside the door. Okay, so he's got so like he a have to go disguised down room service tray. He doesn't have tray. to go down and get it. It's out there. But in a room no service tray. there's no paint residue anywhere else in the room. Well, no, that's so. what I'm Very saying. Careful. So like he has to put down probably plastic or a like canvas drop cloth. How long does it take to paint this girl and put her down? Well, you didn't see the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, he just filled it her. with paint. Yeah. That's right. And Wait, did they but her hair before? is not gold. Was she like scre- struggling? Because if she was struggling, then there would have been paint everywhere. He must have killed her before he painted her. Although no, because the paint right, killed said, her. Yeah. I think he right. may have so knocked her out and then painted her. He probably did one of those not, yeah. back karate chop yeah. things. Also, Bond sort of struggles before succumbing to being unconscious. He, yeah, he Which is a little, little weird. Yeah. What does he get hit with when he... He just gets hit with one of those karate chop back... The neck, the things. most deadly force known to yeah. 60s America. I couldn't believe what a baller move to waste that lukewarm champagne. I know. That's like a $60 bottle, well, it right? simply isn't done. More than that. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. It is weird that they reference the Beatles. Yeah. And it's also weird that they picked the right reference because it is timeless. Yeah. Do you know I, I mean? feel like that's Guy Hamilton not liking the Beatles. Sure. But it also could have been like... They could have picked any band. Yeah. What was the Beatles reference? It, well, he was saying like drinking a Dom Perignon. 53 above, above temperature 38 of 38 degrees, degrees. Is like listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. It simply isn't done. Mm. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. That's just trying. That's Bond being an old fart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, you want some, do you want some wig formation? Please. Uh, according to Connery himself, he had a hairpiece in all of the Bond pictures. Yes. But his forehead hairline was the last thing to go. That's what I'm saying. In Dr. Noen from Russia with Love. See, this vindicates my wig dar again. I, but he, he has a full wig in Goldfinger. You can see the hairline. I don't know if Connery agrees with you. Well, what does he say? I didn't and say. Who's, exactly. And who's reporting this? Eric Grayson. On a Yahoo message board. Have you guys tried to get Sean on this podcast? No, he, he, like he lives in a castle do and only it. watches tennis. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Well, you bring it to him. All right. I'd, I'd fly to Scotland. Uh, wait, Matt, and I are, Matt and I have been uh, early, early, early discussions of like, hey, wouldn't it be fun to go do a couple live shows in the UK? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I get it. I get so, it. Just laying the breadcrumbs out, seeing if So listeners, if you think that would also be a fun idea, let us know. We yeah. know there's enough of you out there. I would see the guys, numbers. Yeah, yeah. Would you I'd guys go? It. Oh, yeah. I'd for sure come. Okay. Yes, please. 
All right. That sounds great. Um, well, then we go to Bond getting, going to M's office, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a point where Bond does one of his trademark know-it-all lines. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I noticed M just gives him kind of a look like, oh, God, you tiresome motherfucker. <laughs> and it, it just, I love Bernard Lee so much as M. I think he's uh, the best. And I think that Judy Dench is also the best. Yeah. I think they should be co-Ms. Co-Ms, yeah. M and M. Like us. Um, but yeah, no. So he does get a little... He does take it a little more personally than you think he would. M? This death of... Oh, yeah. Jill. Yeah, he Masterson. does. Yeah. Like Bond feels it a little more than... Well, he he's really responsible for it. Yeah. I mean unequivocally he got her killed yeah because was he just like playing like a joke when he kind of noticed that guy goldfinger cheating and he was just kind of like no because he's there to investigate him already right oh he what, was yeah he? but he didn't yeah, yeah, yeah but he didn't yeah, have to he didn't have to get involved like that he just like he pushes it yeah. he pushes it and he gets on the the walkie-talkie and he does that whole thing he's just being yeah. arrogant yeah yeah and then jill's gotta pay so in Goldfinger's mind, has she betrayed him or is he just like, she got used, I'm going to kill her just to spite Bond or kill her because she betrayed me? Uh, I think it's, yeah, she like, she betrayed me. But it's also like, why not kill Bond, Bond who is knocked out and could be covered in gold paint? Right, because he tries to kill him later. Like, yeah, I, you know, he could kill him at any point. And then it never was clear to me exactly why he had to keep him alive later. There are weird inconsistencies, like killing the mobsters after showing him this huge plan. Oh, yeah. In general, watching the movie made me realize, oh, you can just start a lot of ideas and just let them kind of go away on their own and never explain That's them. That's a Bond movie. Like, oh, why yeah. does that woman, the sister of Jill Masterson, show up? She adds nothing. Well, it's- Right. Wait, that's the Dink girl? No, no it's the Tilly woman in the middle. In the Mustang. In the Tilly. white Mustang. Oh, okay. So now as I was getting confused watching this. So she's she's her sister and she's going to she's trying to kill Goldfinger because of her sister's yes. death. Yes. 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 And and so she Okay. Tilly. And in the book I think she's a lesbian as well. Tilly has a different accent than Jill. Right, mm. they're sisters, separated yeah. at birth, possibly. Well, why? Why be so mad? <laughs> well, they had one American parent, and one English parent, and they oh, just hung they just out went, separately. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. So then Bond goes to a black tie dinner for three men. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I liked that scene. Now, too. what I did never, what I'd never heard was "Meet me here for dinner." Yeah, which means that somewhere in the Ministry of Defense, oh, I assume they go. Together, I assumed they like meet me oh, here and okay. we'll go over to this guy's house together. So they went to that guy's house. I gather Colonel, yeah. what is it, Colonel Smithers? I think so, which gives him the most English name because we always try to pick the most English person in one of these films. It mm-hmm. has to be him. Right? Oh, he's by far. He won the first time we did this podcast, yeah. and he'll win again. And I feel like when we eventually do the bracket of the most English people in James Bond movies, he'll he's be a top there. seed. Yeah, wow. he's a top seed. Yeah, I so, like those big brandy glasses that I they know, were drinking out I of. Know. Yeah, it makes it look like they've had a lot to drink, but they've just been swirling a little bit around in there. Colonel Smithers has the, like, sad two wisps of remaining hair on yeah, his head. Yeah, almost like a hoof. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like he got stomped by a deer. He should have talked walked to through Connery's wig guy. I know. Hmm. Colonel Smithers. Um, 
In Goldeneye, we notice the size of Q's hands. They're enormous. Now, Q is the guy that helps Bond with all the right. gadgets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And his hands are generally enormous. Mm-hmm. And I think throughout these films, I'm going to rate them at their biggest and smallest. So I give this one a Goldeneye minus three. And well, a Goldeneye, wow. Goldeneye being 10 thus far. They may get bigger. I don't know. But so far. Wait, but it's the same Q? Yeah. But you think in, his hands are going to grow? Well, in Goldeneye, they, he's having some kind of inflammation or something because they are, <laughs> uh, they are well, he's much elephant older hands. Well, Goldeneye. Yes. So. But they're still really large in this. Wow. They're just big meat hooks. Wow. He's, got, he's got huge hands. Probably a giant dong, too, right? <laughs> Isn't wow. that the relationship? Q's got a huge <laughs> what unit. What if he's just this sexual Tyrannosaurus? Hung like a... Are it's hands? Well... I don't know. Ask Trump. Someone tell me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Smithers, by the way is in A Hard Day's Night. He oh. is the annoyed passenger in the train car when all the Beatles show up. That's right. Look at that. Same year. Wow. Same year, huh? Yeah. I was just watching that Ron Howard documentary on Beatles. Eight days a week? Isn't that Touring a scene years? in there or something? In that documentary? Sure, yeah. why not? Hmm. 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 Very interesting. Guys. Bond says, he says, I'm going to stop off for a quick one en route. Does he mean girl or drink? Oh, I think he means both. Yeah. If it was a girl, I'd hope we'd see it. <laughs> Same goes for a drink, though. <laughs> what did you guys think of his uh, gadgetry, getting all the gadgets? I loved that. I loved all that stuff. I did notice when they opened the console of the car to show him all those unlabeled buttons, mm-hmm. it was like really dusty in there. <laughs> did anyone notice that like it just seemed like a lot of the gadgets were kind of like dusty and maybe that's hd or something watching it now maybe you couldn't make out the dust particles but quite dusty but it also could be from like you know whenever you're in some sort of workshop there's bound to be dust particles they could be sawing wood by there they could be that's true you know and they had the first gps system in that car that was a prototype for yeah you Wait. can see in HD, especially, you can see in this movie that sometimes metal is wood just painted silver. Oh, wow. You can see the texture and that such. What do you wow. think of the ejector seat? If you tell him not to press it, He's why gonna... have it? Yeah. Fair. Well, yeah, but I think I, there must... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There must have been a reason. It was a passenger ejector seat, right? Which I think would come in more handy than a regular ejector seat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you certainly don't want to eject out of the driver's seat. Unless you're a parachute. He was just saying, don't press it now because then it's useless. Right. So that's fine. That makes sense. You must be joking. I never joke about my work, that little seven. Have you seen my hands? I got a question for you. <laughs> yes, Matt. Style-wise, because mm. you're my go-to guy. I love it. What's Bond's sweater when he's golfing and he's got that like little, is it a fox or a lion on there? I like it. You know what? I always thought it was Puma. Yeah, but or I've seen Sla- those It could before. be a Slossinger cat from the Slossinger <gasps> oh, Golf Oh, you may balls. be right. He's yeah. wearing a Slossinger sweater? Yeah. Did we talk about this last time? This does feel familiar. No, we talked about a Slossinger Golf Balls. Yeah, I know. I remember that. That golf scene really took its time. It did, and there's... Yeah, it has to be. There's no music under the entire golf sequence. It's my favorite... It is honestly my favorite sequence in a James Bond movie that is unrelated to action. Mm. Really? When that little gold bar drops down and he pretends it was an accident, 
right? He's like, oops, my gold bar. Well, I think he's being facetious. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's... Uh, I sometimes I get confused watching movies uh, where I ask a lot of questions. Uh, did and, you watch this alone? No, I watched it with, <laughs> with my boyfriend. Um, and I asked him quite a bit of questions, and he had answers. But in he was trying to get in with gold... He was pretending to get in with Goldfinger mm-hmm. to just be like, hey, let me in the gold business with you? Was that his whole... Was that what the golf scene was about? Of like... I yes. believe so, yeah. Of, and, but it was made to be that they were just playing golf together for... It was... Uh, I get... Com- okay. Yeah, it, he was staged like, oh, I'm just here at this club golfing. And, it's but, supposed to be random. Okay, yeah. And yeah. then and then the gold bar drops, and then he's like, oh, you're in the gold business, huh? Yeah. And yeah. then he bets him during the golf game, and then his... He, oh. he switches the balls out to make, make it seem like Goldfinger was cheating, which he was. Yeah. Yes. Right, right, right. So it's then it's kind cheat. of like... Goldfinger knows he has to pay up, right? But I also think that Bond was confident, had the cheating thing not happened, I think Bond was confident he could beat Goldfinger in a game of golf. Yeah, and it's almost like he threw the game anyway because he knew he he wanted to screw him on the other thing. His arrogance, again, it it just puts him in more danger than... It makes people mad at him where they don't have to be mad at him. If he had lost and just given away the gold... yeah. Seriously, like yeah. if he wouldn't have talked to him when he was playing the the poker game and, you know, egged him on there and then the golf game, like if I'm Goldfinger, I'm going like, God, what's his deal? But he Why also is he annoying? Why did I kill him? Why did I kill the girl? He has to prove to Goldfinger that he's clever so he can be indispensable. Mm. Wow. Interesting. Uh, was anyone else surprised? Maybe Amanda, I'm just asking you, of okay. how Goldfinger looked? Like, I thought Goldfinger was going to be, like, this sly, like, young, like, oh, Rus- yeah. Russian. And he came out and he just looked like a guy that worked at the pool. <laughs> well, I was, you know, had a lot of flashbacks to Austin Powers. Yeah. Gold yeah. Because yeah. gold oh, members. Oh, I never put that connection together. That, yeah. it, that it was a, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a direct lift. Yeah, so I kind of had an idea. What did you guys think of his caddy? I loved his caddy. I want him to have a spinoff. I love We've talked about caddy. spinoffs. I, I want a spinoff of the caddy. caddy. Ooh, I love bond? that he can barely yeah. finish. He can't finish sentences. You crafty old. <laughs> Done. Yeah, it was that's quite his it ball, really and I'm Arnold Palmer. Well, I love it. Love that guy. It's yeah. your honor. Do you think Bond keeps the five thousand that he won, yes. or does he turn it into MI six? Keeps it. He I keeps think he it. has an unlimited expense account anyway. Yeah, so, I bet he tipped his caddy really well. He probably gave yeah, his caddy the definitely. five G's. No, yeah. he wouldn't have given it all. You would have given him like a like two G's, and then kept the rest and had like a really nice dinner. Yeah, he probably spent it all in one night. Yeah, that's true. How yeah. would he do that? Oh, mm. That'd be a very expensive six, 1964 dinner. Cut to James Bond 007 in Brewster's Millions. <laughs> you have to spend this three. You have, you have one night to spend 3, this $5,000 check. <laughs> God, could you guys rack up a $5,000 bill at dinner? No. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, you could, if, it... depending on the liquor prices, like if there's like a bottle of like McKellen 75 right, or something. Right, and how much would that be? Uh, that would probably be like a thousand dollars. That would be more than that. More? At a restaurant, it'd be three or four thousand. You just oh, there use you go. it all on tip, though. You have your meal. Oh, sure. And then you just spend that. Or just... napkins. Use it as a napkin. Yeah, use it as napkins. Throw it out. Every different napkin swab is a different thousand dollar bill. Five, five swabs done. Are there thousand dollar bills? There must be. 
Are there? There are not. No, there they're used not? to be. There used to be thousand and ten thousand dollars. Now it's the just highest 100. denomination is a hundred dollars. These are all pounds what? anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and I think the highest be cool denomination of yeah. euros is a five hundred dollar bill. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I could be wrong. I'll check my currency papers. I don't have any. Well, now we go to Switzerland. Thank God. It's so fun there. Yeah, it's nice there. It's beautiful. That, uh, wi- that windy road chase scene really was thrilling for me. I want to go on that road in a little convertible. That was that's scary to be, do a chasing on that windy of a road. Yeah. You guys have seen that car before, obviously. It's in Casino Royale. Oh, is right. that the car? That's See, the I'm DB5. telling you, there's direct links the to... DB5. Do you guys, what do you think of that car? Just as people who may not be into cars, I wonder. I like it a lot, but I have to say I liked um, her car better. Her Mustang? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good looking car. For me. Yeah. No, of course. (laughs) You'd look good in that car. You would. Well, you'd look like Tilly. Yeah. I I liked how Tilly was dressed. Yeah. All the women were dressed a little severely. Well, I have that's, to say. that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that even on this movie, they're like, she's a lesbian. We have to butch her up a little bit. I think that's part of the putting pants on, yeah. on, on pussy galore. Right. And did you notice Tilly's belt? It's like this clunky gold buckle that looks almost like Batman's utility belt. It was really interesting. And her big bow. And her yeah. hair? Yeah, that gave her away. God, it was like a big red bow or something, right? Yeah. Uh, she's like sniping big from like brown a, bow. behind a rock. That yeah. thing will give you away. I know. She's oh, worn a pigeon hat. I do find uh, her made, gorgeous, You meant it gave her away as a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that it's gave like her a, away. That an earring bow? in your left ear. <laughs> no way. Back she then. hunts anything but ladies. Uh, she's very, very serious, very dour. And then when they're driving in the Aston Martin trying to escape Goldfinger's factory and... Bond does that smoke screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She gives a big smile for the first time ever. Like, like, I, like she turns into a little kid. It's something to look out for. It feels like, I don't know, like she knows she's going to survive. I like when he goes, um, what's in that case or something? And she goes, oh, it's my ice skates. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm an ice queen. I like, I would love to have a little case with ice skates in it. But I don't think... <laughs> I don't think ice skates can really fit in that case. And then it ma- started making me think, was ice skating was like a hobby. It's like some people would go skiing, other people would go ice skating. And they're ice skating at that Florida hotel in the beginning. Did you notice that? No. They wow. pan by it. After the, the diver goes in and then you see that there's a tank that you can see the pool of the person diving and it pans over and there are people ice skating. That was like a big bond moment of like, can you believe there's this place where people are swimming and ice skating at the same time? That is, that's a good, yeah. That's, people <laughs> yeah. should make that happen more at hotels. There I should know. be swimming pools and ice skating rinks. Yeah. Um, you know, I did think of, you know, of course, last week, you all heard the theme park episode where we were describing yeah. James, what would be in a James Bond theme park. Mm. And this, this movie... Really, just I was like, there's so many things you could do, and I've decided that the ride that I would build out of Goldfinger, aside from the wonderful Cars Land style race with an Aston Martin <laughs> and a Mustang, I would have for the kids a carousel from Oric Goldfinger Stud Farm. All oh. the horses oh, are from Goldfinger Stud Farm. Oh. I like the Stud Farm. I'd yeah. want to go there. That the set design in that Stud Farm and the map room. Oh. Wait, I don't. The stud farm with the horsies. That's the inspiration for this room. The okay, stones in the wood. I'm just trying to think because sometimes. 
You know when they went where the horses were and Pussy Galore was wearing her little riding pants? Yes. Pretty much the whole... They had mint juleps. Or like... The whole third act. Second, third act. Okay, yes, yes, yes. And when he kills the monsters and the pool table flips. All the wood and the stones and... Right, okay, yes. Sorry, I just... Sometimes it all bleeds together. I understand. It should bleed together. (laughs) Yeah. Because it does. Yeah, Yeah, the mint mint julep scene, I remember. Yeah. I never knew why they were doing what they were doing, but I liked it. That yeah, and why was she? Why did he pick those movie. flying girls to do the overhead? Like, what? Why involve Pussy Galore in the in the gals? Because she's willing to do the crime, right? But what, he doesn't have anyone that can just like do like it. That's it, who she is. She's someone who can do it. Are you? Is saying, she like the? No, I'm saying I get, but it's like Pussy Galore's flying circus or whatever mm-hmm, yeah. it is. It's like that's cr- so. What do they do normally? They do tricks. Air shows. They just go they to air, air shows. shows. You know, yeah. like the Blue Angels, and then it's Pussy Galore's Flying Circus. Okay, so uh, what I wish I could, and you would see in a film today, I think, is the scene where he recruits her or like right. gives her the thing of like, "Hey, do you want to yeah. do this?" But it seems like in the '60s they didn't really care, and it was just like, "Oh, this already happened," because that seems like a really good. This would in be the a book, fun they... Rogue One style movie. Oh yeah, yes. honestly, oh. yeah. I'd and you got to check out I Was There Too because I had one of the female pilots on I Was There oh, Too. Oh, you did. Um, but in the book, weren't they already? Weren't they running the smuggling operation or something? I can't remember. Oh, that would be good if she were like the crime. I think she's like lady. all doing all the transportation or something. Ah, I could be wrong about that. But I like in the Lovers beginning when experts. we first met yeah. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when she was like, I'm the pilot of this plane, but it, like she wasn't in the cockpit. Well, I also like that they were re- reading magazines in the cockpit. She comes yeah. back and the other girl pilot is just reading a girl mag. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no one was flying the plane. <laughs> girls will be girls. girls will be, you can take the girl out of the kitchen, but you can't take the kitchen out of the girl. You know what I want for a Rogue One movie or a spinoff yeah. is the Masterson parents. At home, finding out, oh, your daughter was painted gold and killed. Oh, God, thank God we still have Tilly. Bring. Oh, but bring. then it turns into. She, she was killed by a top hat. Wait. <laughs> but then all it becomes a Saving Private Ryan situation where then the third. Oh, there's Tilly a third Masterson? Has, they have to, they have to bring, they have to bring <laughs> her. Oh, my gotta God. Go the youngest. The yeah, youngest Masterson. Go uh, saving Masterson. Pilot Masterson. Billy. Billy. Billy How, Jean. Why did the top hat. <laughs> behead the statue Girl, but it didn't yeah. even make I'm a mark simply i think it would have been too graphic it's but they it should have it should have yeah but not even a mark not even it was she it just knocked her out what's yeah. in that top hat there's like a metal it's lined with metal i think maybe razor sharp metal <gasps> or something yeah then it would have slit her throat i thought it yeah. was just like really heavy metal no, they show it at some point. And the under of the brim is metal. It's like yeah. However, in the climax of the movie, where that brim plays a huge role, there's nothing in the brim. Yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. Mm. I don't care for it, guys. Watch the brim. Listen, I'm going to start a new segment on this podcast. Okay, it's I not love a new, new segment. It's a new, new little element. Yeah, I don't know what to call it exactly, but look out for or Gorley Gorley's look out for this gloft. This is a new gloft moment. When the old lady fires old that name. MP40 at them when uh-huh. they go through the road check sign, yeah. there's two shots of her shooting. In the second one, when she's shooting, it's pulsing her body, and she's also exhaling at the same rate. It's like that movement is making her exhale so 
cold air shoots out her nostrils the same as the gun. So it's like the gun shooting smoke at the same exact rate as cold air shooting out of her nostrils. It's really something to look out what for. What does gloft mean? Gorleys, look out for this. Oh, I thought yeah. that was what you called air coming out of your mouth. I it would very much like to say for the record, no, none of the four of us besides, I suppose, Matt, I guess the answer is none of the three of us watched the movie that closely. Oh, I've got a few to of see the woman oh. exhaling. There's a lot of stop and rewind rate. in this house. Is there? Yeah. Can yeah. I have a note Wait about the gatekeeper the... though? Not really a note, but I guess as you saw that, <clears throat> I saw what was the life of a gatekeeper back in the day because <laughs> she was making dinner or something, and then she had to go open the gate. Is that was that the li- was that a real? Thing? Did people? I think it may be like gate? like a lighthouse keeper. Like that was. So you'd be sleeping and you'd hear a honk. Maybe and you'd go like that's a good question. I really. Spin-off. I know. I was really intrigued by that. Whole I'd concept. like that job. Yeah, that'd be a good job. You wouldn't like to be w- woken up like that. If it meant I could have my days free. <laughs> They wouldn't be free. You'd have to be. <laughs> Don't you think you and I would enjoy being lighthouse keepers? Yes. Oh, you guys yeah. would be the best lighthouse keepers. Yeah. Maybe yep. that's something to aspire to. But we'll have to watch Between Oceans. Is that that movie? The Light Between Oceans? Yeah. Why do we have to watch They're that? lighthouse keepers. Oh, okay. Are Light they separate lighthouse keepers. keepers or are they in the same lighthouse? They live together. He's the lighthouse keeper. She, she stole the baby. She's a, stay at, <laughs> she's a stay at lighthouse mom. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it's just something to look into. Yeah, that's Thank true. you, Maria. <laughs> Bond has a Walther P-38 in this mm. when he goes to Goldfinger's yeah. factory, not a PPK. What's the deal there? Uh, I think he wanted more stopping power. Could be. Could be. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Yeah. <laughs> Why is Oddjob so pleased to see himself in the mirror after Bond crashes the I think Austin. he's just pleased with Austin how Bond. silly it was that Bond got scared off by a mirror. I think it's like he looks at himself and went, I never realized I look like this. <laughs> I thought with the music cue that uh, it was the second time they had used this cue where it was like an it, it was like an Asian kind of like, um, like, you know, yeah. it was yeah. like that. Like a gong. Yeah, it wasn't. A, it was something like that. And it, it reminded me. And uh, did anyone ever watch that Sesame Street movie that took place in China? The great, yes. The, okay, there was wait which one? Big Bird's Big Adventure oh. or something like that. The scariest thing was in that movie when I was a kid, which is like this Asian monkey man or something like. I haven't seen it since, but he'd appear different places with that kind of same sound effect. What? I gotta look this So up. when I was watching this, I, I thought he, that Oddjob was was doing the same thing that guy was doing, which was appearing in different places. <laughs> uh, and that when that mirror scene happened, I was like, oh my God. But it was it was just him in a mirror. Wow. But it really brought me back to my childhood. It was called like the Great Wall, Big Bird's... Uh, great- Big Bird in China. What? Monkey King yeah. teases Barkley. Oh, but maybe... And the uh, Monkey King, Matt, looked like this. Oh, God. Let me see. Oh. It was horrible. Oh, God. It was horrible, horrible, horrible. Let's oh. see again. And he'd just pop up places, and it was so scary. There's a real clash of cultures in oh. this movie. I never fully understood yeah. why Goldfinger has an army of Asian Oompa Loompas. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what they are, basically. Because he's getting the, the bomb, the atom bomb, from a Korean scientist in like the Korean, I assume the North Korean military of some kind. And so those are the, remember he shoots that Korean guy 
yeah. in the Fort Knox and uh-huh. dressed as an American military guy like, oh, there's the bad guy, I killed him. That's the scientist that gave him the bomb. And I think those are all his minions that help with the smuggling of the bomb and the gold. I see. But it is weird that half of them are dressed as American soldiers and then half of them are dressed as like traditional Korean soldiers or whatever. I'm sure he's very authentic. Like... Yeah, and respectful. I can't imagine it's either of those things. <laughs> Mad Hand! Mad Hand! Podcast! Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking you have to pay it all back because you don't, La Chifra. <laughs> Boy, I wish he had known about this company. What credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. Oh, wait, who? Me? You. If you ah, if you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let credit associates settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For more information, call now at 1-800-400-6412. They'll even show you how much money you could save. You hear that, James Bond? Stop spending money on such fancy hotels. Yeah, Rolex head. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, don't let the credit card companies trick you into thinking you have to. Call Credit Card Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than Le Chief can lose a poker game. Or cry a blood. Listen, Credit Associates depends on your success and offers a guarantee, so there's no risk. For information, just call 1-800-400-6412. That's 1-800-400-6412. Tell them Vesper Lind sent you. 6412. Wait. 1-800-400-6412. Back to the show. Mad Hand. Mad Hand. Mad Podcast. What do you think of the fact you know, it, it stuck with Connery in this in the book that's actually under Matt's coffee table right now. There's a there's a letter that Connery writes to the producers having read the script. He does not like the script. Uh, Goldfinger? Does, yeah. Oh. Did you never read? The Why? Book? No, I'm saving it for a day when I'm sick, but I haven't been sick for like seven years. <laughs> uh, where he talks about how unhappy he is with the script and how he's annoyed that Bond is constantly behind the eight ball in the movie. Oh, that is interesting. And that Bond is never on top of the plan. Bond is oh. never ahead of Goldfinger at any point in the movie. And it did start to bother me, having watched it through that lens, of the fact that Bond, you know, he gets captured. He's uh, He never knows what Grand Slam is until the end. He can't get the message out. Even at the very end of the movie, the climax of the movie, it's not actually Bond that stops the bomb. Right. He's about yeah, to save true. the day. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden comes in faceless American scientist number eight. Another spinoff. I would watch that. To pull the, uh, to flick the switch or whatever the hell he does. And Pussy. And stop she, the. Uh, she switches the gas out. And Pussy's doing all this stuff too. He's never an active player in, in taking yeah, down the scheme. Yeah, he keeps making mistakes because yes. of it. Like he's like being reckless, but not because he knows what the next step is. It's just he's being like, well, let me try this out. It's yeah. like, yeah. it's like, yeah, I, it makes him seem like kind of a dope. I think that's a weakness of Skyfall as well. 
There's oh, a lot of people doing things for, for him. Yeah. Um, the one scene I really liked that had me charmed by Connery was when he's in that jail cell and he keeps walking up to the little <laughs> window and waving at the guy. And to me, that felt like it was him seducing that man. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what it felt like. Well, what, what kind of mentally slow prison guard sees him lower down and goes, is there really a little escape hatch there? I don't know. See, out? honestly, maybe he dug a hole, dug a tunnel. And so, but then what I didn't understand is once the man, he winks at the man, and he disappears and the guy's like, ooh, is he out inviting me into the cell? <laughs> he goes up to peek. And then how does Connery sk- skittle up to the ceiling without being seen? Well, I, I think that's just, you, uh, he, I, I don't know. He must have gone up the side of the wall somehow. It was then, stones. He could, he could have. Yeah, like, I mean, he. Could you climb? this i could climb that if yeah. you were yeah if i had to and then when he gets out of the jail apart. cell and goldfinger's like uh what are you doing here he's just like yeah i just came to see what's up like he doesn't even well that's when he finally knows what gold or what what um grand slam is right so but he just shows up and then he gets put back in a jail cell right yeah but um, he doesn't show up he pussy shows galore up. finds him under the model is that what you're talking about yeah, she finds him under the model, but then they go out and see Goldfinger together. But they do that so that Felix Leiter, who's watching with binoculars, will make it seem like everything's just dandy. They're having a mint julep. There's nothing to worry about. He says that. He goes, go get Mr. Bond so we look like there's nothing to worry about. Oh. Wait, well, that's but after the yeah, laser. I thought... Uh, after the what? Laser. Okay, so the laser happens, yeah. and then he gets put in jail. Yes. No, he gets put in jail before the laser. Oh, God, I'm lost. Uh, so... He, oh, he gets put in jail after the laser. He gets put in jail after the laser, and then he escapes, and then he goes down, and Goldfinger's like, what are you doing here? He gets put back in jail, and then he brings him back out. Yeah, and that's yes. when he does it for show. He does, the laser is right before, before that, because that's when Pussy Galore shoots him with the knockout gun, and he wakes up on the laser table. Uh, would right? you like to hear from the conference that Cubby Broccoli, Sean Connery, uh, and Richard Maybaum had yes. together in Los Angeles... On February the 3rd, 1964, I think, or three. This is about the third draft of the script. Connery feels the tone of the script is all wrong. Wants serious approach with humor interjected subtly, as in other films. Feels that Bond's involvement with Goldfinger in Miami is too casual. He should be starting his investigation of Goldfinger there after finishing assignment in South America. Mm -hmm. He feels the script has lost Bond's mission, which was to find Goldfinger's gold hoard of 20 million pounds. That is why he goes along uh, with Fort Knox, hoping continued association with Goldfinger will give him his lead to the gold illegally smuggled out of England. Otherwise, uh, why doesn't he just shoot him? Uh, Fair. There's a couple more uh, notes from Connery. If this is boring, I can stop. No, and no, he, they, like did, they did take his note in the beginning because yeah. he begins his investigation in Florida. Uh, Connery also feels that Bond should convince Goldfinger he is a criminal. So, going undercover. Mm-hmm. Uh, suggests, independent of first script, which he says he never read. <laughs> that bogus background be prepared for Bond, which Goldfinger discovers. However, Cubby replied that this was dubious, as the hostage idea seems to work. Uh, huh. Connery is very much against Pussy bouncing him around. 
He said, make something out of their relationship or drop her from the script. Wow, fair. I, I kind of agree with that. He hates the scene in the hay while <gasps> Odd Job watches from the hayloft. Oh, he thought that was too far. But that doesn't happen in the <laughs> in the movie. In the I think they cut so out Odd Job cut. watching. Yeah. The hay scene does, but Odd Job isn't watching. He thinks, and this goes back to conception of Bond with a bogus criminal past, that Goldfinger should make Bond prove himself somehow, uh-huh. perhaps by killing someone. These aren't bad ideas. No, he, these are good. Yeah. Sean Connery knows what he's doing. Because Tom Mankiewicz talks about him giving notes on his script saying like they were never about him. They were for the betterment of the story. Yeah. That's interesting. He agrees that the authorities would have no reason to hold off springing their trap at Fort Knox until the moment when they do in the present script unless an atomic device was involved. A particularly dirty bomb, which they must get their hands on. I do wonder why they take so long to wake up. So, but is this Connery's idea to have a dirty bomb? Sounds like it, right? right? Or is he just saying that they wake up too late in the original script? He feels that Bond is overshadowed completely by Goldfinger throughout the script and is especially disturbed by the ending. Bond does nothing to kill Goldfinger, with whom he has particularly nasty score to settle of the two girls Goldfinger has had killed. He thinks squeezing the golf ball is ludicrous. Oh, yeah, that is that was <laughs> ludicrous because if he held on to anything else, it would be crushed, too. <laughs> well, I know he can control his. I'm, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he did it on purpose. He that's did it on purpose. Crazy. He's saying Still. he just doesn't know his own strength. Uh, yeah, <laughs> everything he touches disintegrates. Ah. Ah. <laughs> he thinks the gangsters at the stud farm are guys and dolls characters. Wow. Instead, they should be real. They kind of are. He dislikes... Gary Marshall. ...theater curtains and bodies routine at the end. So that's something that never made it. Uh, He feels gold... This is such... I'm reading... I can't tell you how small the font is I'm reading it. Wow. And it's a hard book to hold up to your face because it's super heavy. 20 pounds. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a child holding Hi, look at my book about Goldfinger. Uh, he thinks the gangsters... Oh, I read that one. He feels Goldfinger and Bond as characters should be more as they are in the book. Thinks the script is in bits and pieces and not full so far as playing scenes are involved. He scoffed at Bond's leaving notes in the vet's pill bottles. Thinks he must get word out to Lighter in some clever, dangerous way. Oh, uh, just on, quickly on that. So this was another thing that uh, I didn't that made Bond seem kind of dopey was him putting that note in the guy's pocket. Yeah, and that didn't pan out. Yeah, because it was like, did you really think that Goldfinger was just going to let him leave? Oh, also, what makes it dumb is like this gangster. Once he sees that I'm in trouble, is going to help. <laughs> Right. Well, he right, was to yeah. put the tracking device in there so that hoping that his people would find it, right? He did, right? But he thought that he thought it was gonna no, but it had a note. It said uh, it, like signed his name. Yeah, on but it. they thought his people would get to it, and then I think that was supposed to cause tension. Now that he was killed, they won't get it, and it's like, oh no, what's gonna happen? They really right, are the just, soldiers. Really are dead, and you don't that, but realize. But that made him ineffective, and then Pussy had to do it. 
Yeah, just the fact that Bond thought like this guy's leaving this place and he'll be able to get to wherever he's going. Well, the idea was where right, right, right. But I guess he didn't. Even if he was killed, then they would locate his sensor. But not that note. Hmm. Like no need to write that note. Like in the, the sen- pocket. Yeah, yeah. There's- there would be though. Yeah, because they would find the sensor in the pocket. He, and the then- gangster doesn't have that information. I mean, he does, but he wouldn't be. But he's gonna get blown. Like he doesn't think something's gonna happen to him where a paper note would would go away. I don't think I he don't- expects his body to be. He doesn't compact it into a car. Yeah, I don't think. He- yeah, who can expect my that? mind. Is that really what happens at those places? Yeah. Little cute. It, well, it's you kill not mobsters. That there's constantly killing mobsters in them. You mean the car crushing? The car yeah. crushing to get it that small. I mean, I could watch that all day. Which yeah. Edgar Wright uses in Baby Driver. I still haven't seen it. Gotta see it, guys. Yeah. I gotta see it. Two more uh, notes here. Yeah. Okay. Please. Um, his last note on this conference is scene with Bond on the microphone during card game ineffectual. Mm. Oh. And then yeah. Wait, what? Say again. The scene with Bond on mic talking to Goldfinger during the card game is ineffectual. Yeah. Mm. That's what he thinks. Mm. And then the last thing that I will read out of the book uh, is from Eon Productions. It's a memo. Uh, and it says, uh, Please note that last night Sean Connery requested his Slossinger golf clubs and I signed for them. Uh, specifically, they were black bag umbrella complete set uh, of irons, uh, woods, two wedges, and a putter. He already has the trolley. Like, it seems like he only agreed to this movie for a set of golf clubs. Yeah, he is an avid golfer, and they probably just said, we'll let you play golf, and we'll shoot the movie while you're doing it. But he had to bring his own trolley? So, like, that that morning he came to work being, like, having it in his... Hello, gents! (laughs) I've brought my trolley! I want to point out something, that when they're on the airplane... Goldfinger has a quilted leather lavatory door. Did you see this? Yes, I did. Now, here's another gloft. Gorley's look... Gorley's look out for this, yes. In the map room when he's giving the mobsters their orientation, the bar is quilted the exact same way. So Goldfinger's thematically consistent in his decor. Well, that's That's great to hear. Gloft. Gloft number three, Mai Lee, when she's looking through the little peephole at Connery in the Mm -hmm. bathroom, has a weird little skin tag just above her ear. Okay. Oh, wow. And when they show up from one angle, it's like it's small in diameter, but it's long. It, it's Ew. like a weird little nubbin. That sequence really kind Gloft. of freaked me out. That whole, her looking in different peepholes and then every time having the same reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was fun. I just thought every time and the music cue is always the same and she'd like look away like all scared. It's like, how many times? <laughs> <laughs> what are those set times? of books he has on his airplane, do you think? what are There's a set of like matching leather bound books on the airplane in a little desk. Go on Goldfinger? Yeah, what would those be? They're probably those fake books where you open up and they're oh, just yeah. boxes. Yeah. Boxes of gold. Boxes of books. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're Bibles. Maybe something he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I've self-published, you see. They're golden books. Children's golden books. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I like your, um, what are they called? Gloths? Glofts. Glofts. Yeah. Do I have any more? It's just things Matt sees. Yeah. Oh, I do have one more Gloft, and it's a good one. Oh. But I'll save it for when it comes up. Yeah. I mean, okay. I did... Oh, Amanda's gone. This is a long podcast, so you can take breaks as you need. It's not a long podcast. It's an appropriately 
timed podcast. That's right. Probably the best one on the planet. And we'll have a special guest at the end of this, too. Is there a bathroom break segment you guys do? Or... No, we just keep rolling oh. through it. Would you like to create one? We could. Uh, yeah. Um, what do you guys really think of Amanda? <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> anyone goes to the bathroom, goes to the bathroom <laughs> we, we to say what them. we really think. Yeah. yeah. God. <laughs> I think she's lovely. Yeah, not, she's all right, right? Not me. Yeah, she's great. Not me. Not me. <laughs> no, she's cool. She's like the Matt Gorley of women. Uh, I've read that that was the first Flatter. time a laser beam was ever used in a in a movie. I believe so, special effects wise. Yeah, and that was thrilling. Yeah, that scene because such it, an iconic scene too. And the sound it made, like the crackling sound, mm, I, I really enjoyed. Isn't that great? It's sooth- It's like satisfying. In some oh way. yeah, super satisfying. And then. Uh, I mean, that's... I was ready to get annoyed at the laser scene, actually. I was uh, ready to be like, well, what possible use would they have for having this room that is just this laser? Right. And then when they pull it out at the end at Fort Knox, I'm like, oh, they were just testing this laser in this giant room. Yeah, but it yeah. also I thought that he had it because it cuts gold through gold. So like he could cut all his gold up. I think that actually oh. that's probably why he had it. Right. Well, that they, they have I it assumed. also for the Operation Grand Slam to open the Fort Knox. Door. Right. 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 So those guys. So the mo- let me just uh, this is called the bathroom break cleared up mm-hmm. for Maria. Mm-hmm. Uh, so B B C F M B B C F M B B C F M. The BBC uh, FM. That's BBC a station. FM. So those guys that were in the the room with the maps and everything were mobsters that were in business with him. Yes. Yes. So he had them all come for just like a, a meeting. Mm-hmm. And that's when he laid it out to them, the plan. But he never wanted to use them for the plan. That's the the confusing thing. And I think it's a hole in the script. Why he's going to kill them after just giving all this exposition that is really meant for the audience. Well, is that because... I'm back. Is that because um, he didn't want to... He seemed to owe each of them a million dollars. Yeah. But then why knock them out for 24 hours and then wake them up? Because it's not 24 hours. That's what we learned that it's actually lethal. Yeah, because I don't think Pussy Galore would have agreed to go along with it if right. she knew she was killing 60,000 people. Also, with the amount of money he spent on that goddamn map room, he could have just paid them off. Well, I like that table. Oh, well, that I whole room. It, worth it. it goes to my theory that any map room in any movie is going to be amazing. Like the map room in Raiders of the Lost Ark, Octopussy, mm. this one. Could you imagine being a kid and having a table like that that flips <sighs> over and it's that mo- like a model of something? But so it doesn't cool. even just flip. It also pivots on one leg through for no real reason <laughs> to change places in the room. Yeah. It's a lot of hydraulics yeah. happening in this it movie. It has that noise. This, and also like the... the, the noise. Oh, wow. This is your map room, Matt. The production design at the Fort Knox set, like, I also think that the opening of the safe and the bottom of the safe dropping and a floor coming over that bottom of the safe so that things could be wheeled in and out of there was ridiculous. <laughs> yes, the whole thing's ridiculous, and it's all Ken Adam. Well, it made me wonder a lot about the production of money and the process. Because like, watching all this, I was going like, 
I had just so many questions. I mean, I don't know if you guys are getting this, but when I watch movies, I really get a lot of questions in my head that... <laughs> oh, you? what do you mean? You're like, what? what is money? Why do we yes, have money? Yes, yes. Oh, you go to like philosophical questions. Oh, no, questions. no, no, not philosophical, oh. like... like no, just, it, logistical It's questions. a house of cards. It really is a house of cards. It's like... The whole global financial system is based still on gold and the value of gold. And then they... I don't understand that. Uh-huh. Yeah, see what I'm oh, saying? Okay, so is well, it just whoever finds the most gold gets it? No. Wait. Well, <laughs> back then, the American dollar meant for every uh, dollar that there was in circulation, there was the same amount of worth in gold at Fort Knox or various But where'd other they places. get the gold? Uh, that's a good question. Pillaging, mining. Yeah, like they just found it in the ground and they were they like, this is how much yeah. money so America has. The government has their own mining stuff and then people can privately mine. Yes, but we're not on the gold standard anymore. I think Nixon took us off the gold standard. So now we're just on an agreement that this money equals this, this. And it's it's really like at any time people it's could just go like, nope, it's crazy. I mean, that's why you have crazy inflation in like the Congo where... It's, you know, $500,000 is worth about a dollar fifty. Yeah. Because people kept printing money. Yep. Yes. Dictators will print money sometimes and inflate. So Fort Knox has, all, we're there's still all that gold at Fort Knox, but yes. it doesn't matter as much. Any, so it's not. Is it now just a national reserve or something? It's a gold it's reserve. It's the gold reserve. But for what? Uh, I guess. I just, think for any time we're going to need to dump off some gold. Or just emergencies Once if, we're in if a the barter system. economy was to collapse? It makes me angry that I can't get this stuff through my head. Like, it Well, makes me I don't angry. think it's your we fault. Are like, a, we are explaining it poorly. Not even explaining B, it. B, not very good at what we're doing right now. And C, <laughs> we don't understand either. The right. thing is, it's <laughs> not exactly like some right. guy just said, hey, I came up with this system. This system is a result of many people over many years tweaking and twisting some original idea, and it has now no semblance of it. I don't know if that's true. No, it is true because two presidents, uh, it was, who was it? Who, William Jennings Bryan was running against one of our presidents and William Jennings Bryan wanted to go on the silver system like England and the president that won wanted to go on the gold system and then it's been on the gold system all the way through Nixon and now we're not on it anymore. That's, that I think I do know. That's why when you say you have English money, it's 25 pounds sterling. Yes. Wow. Okay. That's why their money is called... Ours should be called the golds or the bullions. What is theirs called? The pounds. Pounds sterling. Oh. Well, that's something you don't learn every day. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but check this out. I was doing some math last night when we were watching this. On the gold and how much it would be worth now? No, I was doing it because they, they say the when Connery reveals um, Goldfinger's plot and says it'll be radioactive gold for... 57 years and Goldfinger goes 58 did, exactly. Did you did? So 2022 yeah. is when that money would become Ready that gold. Ready to go again. Would, yeah, we could use it again. Okay, we are wait, five no, years away from that another, radioactive money. This is another thing that, made, that uh, confused me. So his whole plan was... Explain his plan. <laughs> his whole plan was to destroy America's gold so that his gold would be the only major reserve of gold and he would become the wealthiest. He would control currency, essentially. Why didn't he just steal all America's gold? Because he they couldn't said have that. enough trucks. Yeah, he, it would take too much time and trucks. 
He, he couldn't could have do done everything it. else, but he can't get enough trucks. Well, you have to have no, a certain willing suspension of disbelief. It would have taken 14 days or something. Yeah, and like two... Okay. I had tons and tons. And making and it radioactive. How would people have known it was radioactive? They just say, hey, this gold's radioactive. Yeah, because a nuke was going to go off. But the gold just sits in there. Yeah, yeah, it also would be like, hey, we right. have this gold, guys. It's yeah, we still good. do. Just, just give me some time. Yeah, just no one touch it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the that's plan true. Because it's not like they're constantly <laughs> touching gold right now. No, you know we never I mean? touch it. If anything, no. it's a good investment. It's like a, a cash deferred bond yeah. where you just like in fifty eight years, this it's really like gonna pay Enron off. It's like what Enron was. That's what I just learned about what Enron, what Enron was doing. Uh, future, future, futures trading. Futures, trading. yeah, but they were cheating it. Yeah, no, I know, but it, I, I couldn't. When I first learned about futures trading three days ago, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> There's a couple. <laughs> I mean, have you heard of it? No, I'll have to look it we up. We should watch that documentary. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot about futures, sort of in uh, Casino Royale. That's right, and short when selling. they're shorting. When 911 happened, someone made a killing. Oh, very. Oh, good. nice. Oh, nice. Very I think I, I think that's paraphrased. But uh... speaking of lines from Bond, this is my favorite line, maybe in a Bond movie. Pussy galore to champagne leader commence rockabye baby. Oh yeah! Isn't that great? Yeah. That what is, is it? Good. The Champagne Leader? Yeah, her like head pilot was named Champagne Leader. Wow, I liked all those girls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All the pilots. Yeah. The baby is in. What did she say? The baby is in the crib. Isn't that like how they? <laughs> yes. Say, or, yeah. It's like. Uh, yeah, the baby is asleep or something. Oh yeah, the baby yeah. is asleep. Were those supposed to be all her little lovers? Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, that's nice. See, I'd watch that movie. What? Yeah. What that's about be in a Rogue movie? One. <laughs> where Pussy Galore's Flying Circus fights Octopussy's circus girls, her acrobats. I feel like the planes would win? Yeah, probably. Because they would just fly the planes into the acrobats. I don't know. They would no. do they get pole, chopped up in the propellers. Be a whole bunch. Did we see the girls doing a Raiders. circus show? We saw them flying. Mm. We saw yeah. the flying in formation. They were doing oh, some oh, training. Oh, so I thought they jumped out of the planes and did like water skied in the air. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. What? Wait a second, Amanda. What? I swear what? I saw that somewhere. Wait a minute. This is the new NOL moment. Wait, what? Like, I thought I had seen. <laughs> like, so they're trailing behind being pulled by, towed by a rope. Yeah. But they're not the parachuting. They're riding the chemtrail. To be accurate, <laughs> to be accorate, Amanda suggested that they are water skiing in the air. Yeah, but I'm which, sorry, which have is... I not seen that somewhere? Not in this movie. You can't water ski in air. <laughs> and you wouldn't... Air skiing. She's then. talking about the Silver, silver Surfer. Oh. Fantastic Four Silver Please, surfer. someone no, do a drawing. I, Matt, yeah. when you had that woman on, I was there too. Did I not see her water skiing in the air behind an airplane? No. <laughs> Was she water skiing behind a boat? No. What do you mean in, behind an airplane? Is there something in James Bond where there's people on skis, girls on skis? Yes. Is there? There's girls, girls on, on skis? skis? Sure, world is not enough. I mean Sophia water Marcella. skis, a group of them. Are you not thinking, maybe you're thinking of when we watched License to Kill, he water skis on his feet, on his bare feet. No, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm thinking of a bunch of girls doing I know circus tricks of. in the air. I know what air. you're thinking of. Jaws 2, when we watched it outdoor on the movie screen, they do a water skiing pyramid where they're no. all on it. No. They're in the air. <laughs> Wait, you can't water ski in the air. What are you talking about? Wait, behind, but which is a good idea. I guess it's like parasailing, but with skis. But you can't, you can't, you would only be holding and flying like Superman. You can't just get flat out behind a plane. No, if you have a parasail, 
And you but have no, skis on. Behind a plane, you would get ripped <laughs> to shreds. I think there's a way to do so it. So the circus is, the, the girls don't ever leave the plane. The circus is them just doing tricks inside the plane. Yeah, that's what no, they're not flying. doing tricks. They're, <laughs> not, they're not inside the They're doing close-up magic. Plane, doing tumbles and something. They're flying You the want plane. to see a card? They're flying Trick? the plane yeah. in a Shouldn't you be cool flying? Don't, don't worry about it. I thought there was some scene where they jumped oh, out of the plane, all the girls. Uh, <laughs> wait, someone gets... Sucked out of a plane. I know, I know. But there, I thought... there is like skydiving fighting scenes but in Bond. With the girls. No, there's no. Okay, never mind. Girl, maybe it was. Are the we forgetting you something? You, you sure it's not Jaws two where they're water skiing like girls on a? There was some something you showed me of the girls with girls. Oh, that's even Jaws three. What am I talking about? That's uh, not I am Jaws getting 2. progressively more upset internally. Like she can't. <laughs> I want to know what it is too. What's going on? I think it's just what I saw, but my I filled in some blanks incorrectly. <laughs> I love it. I think you filled him in correctly. <laughs> I think that's a good. Nice I think sport. this is the kind of joy that Amanda Maria brings to this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I yeah. think I heard circus and I filled in some blanks. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense because no one water skis at a circus. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even. I love. I it. thought there was some tricks being done outside the plane. You know, when like girls are standing on the planes. Oh. You know what oh, I like mean in the, the old timey. You're you not know, thinking of Carl Pilkington. Challenge. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm that I, kind of thing. That kind of yeah. thing where it was more of like they skydived in synchronicity from the planes. I see. That's what I thought. Okay, water skiing behind a plane. <laughs> in my mind, there's a there's a rope towing a woman yeah. who's also somehow standing perpendicular That's to the it. plane. That's what I But remember. also there there are jets shooting water right Wait below her. So Wait she's a minute. What about is License to Kill? Is he is it like a water plane that maybe is yes. pulling him yeah. jet skiing? Uh-huh. Maybe that's what you're thinking. That's of. what I was suggesting. Maybe. But there also is some like air acrobatics in that movie where they grab a plane and tip it up. Okay, that's yeah, maybe, maybe that's what I'm maybe, thinking. And they yeah. do skydive in that movie. That's, but they're men. Okay, I may have combined <laughs> a few things. Um, it's time for another gloft. Margo was just looking up at you, like, "What's next?" She's like, "Hi." Oh, Margo. <laughs> Hi. Margo could be a Bond girl. It's time for another gloft, yeah. Margo. Pussy. All right, yeah, she's gloft pussy. number four. When the soldiers wake up. And Felix Leiter is lying outside the window, like resting. Mm-hmm. The soldier on the ground that gets up below him has a wet butt, like he has a big, like round butt crack wetness. It's it's small. It's maybe it's um, like an oh, like eight shape, dollar. No, like a sweat, like a sweat yeah. Mark? But it's just his butt, like the center of his butt. No, I think he was um, lying on wet grass. But why would the rest of his butt not be wet? I think it was pinched in his butt. Oh no! What pinched in his butt? His fatigues. You think his fatigue's pinching his And he butt had a sweaty so butt sweaty? Yeah, because he was lying there all day. You think he was so sweaty? How long did they so have sad? to lie there? I mean, this is Kentucky, after all. Were they shooting this in Kentucky? Uh-huh. Oh, you see boy, all the Kentucky fried so. chicken yeah, signs? Maybe they I, didn't. I, they mm. really were lingering on some of those old signs yeah. in a strange way. Yeah. The Kentucky, well, the KFC probably gave them a... I liked looking hey, at those th- those scenes where they were just lingering on the signs. Yeah. Um, all right, let's cut to the end then when uh, they're locked in in Fort Knox. Yeah. When Bond has to fight Oddjob, what the hell is that pole that he just finds behind the cart? What is that thing? It looks metal, but when it breaks, it's wood. What is it for? 
It's probably it's, a leverage pole for getting carts over bumps. Wow. <laughs> I don't You know. heard it here. Wait, odd job breaks the pole and it turns to wood? Yeah. Well, I think that it's not supposed to turn to wood. I think it's that's just, just okay. showing his strength that like he mm. did it so much that it splintered like wood. Okay. Does there that make sense? But what about is that? it? What is it for? Why is it shaped I that way? It's shaped just, like a nail set. It's a money set. pole. I oh. just explained it to you. I, I think know. it's to what I think Matt might be right about wedging the carts over the bumps. Yeah, sometimes there's bumps and they got to get the cart over Why it. Why would it be round though? It would be like a flat pry bar. No, no, no. no well, there no, was no, was there some scaffolding? Was it part of a piece of scaffolding? It was just lying behind a cart. Mm. Well, there's bigger fish to fry in this movie. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. There are bigger radioactive fish to fry in this That's movie. That's true. For instance, the guy that is thrown four stories over the railing by Oddjob. Yeah. Are we to understand that Oddjob is so committed to henchmening that he is willing to die for yes, Goldfinger? Yes, definitely. And not even that, just for an economic plan. You guys keep talking. I'm going to feed Margot because she's driving us crazy. I Wait think a she's minute. a welcome addition to the podcast. So he... But what's his motivation? Odd job? Yeah. He's just a loyal man. He is. <laughs> Maybe he at is, some point Goldfinger saved Odd Job's life. I think yeah. that and could be true. there's a life debt, or like Chewbacca. Odd Job has nothing else, and Goldfinger is his, his god. Odd Job might have no real family. You know, he might have so committed himself to uh, having uh, physical abilities that yeah. far surpass others. The crushing of a golf ball, for instance. Yeah. He's a mutant, basically. Yeah, maybe he was cast aside. And then the one person that gave him love and gave him respect was Goldfinger. I mean, he's also, you know, seems like he sets his mind to something and then he's not going to stop until he gets it done. Yeah. We also have uh, Jill Masterson, who's just who's paid to only be seen with Goldfinger. Well, th- that comes is up twice. Is there a chance actually. that Goldfinger is a closeted homosexual oh. and that Oddjob is his lover? Yes, I think there is because that comes up with Pussy too, where um, <laughs> Bond seems to be obsessed with these women sleeping with Goldfinger, and both of them are like, "No, I don't." Also, but he, Goldfinger makes a little move on Pussy Galore when they're at, drinking the um, mint juleps and he goes like, go put on something nice and he grabs her hand and she pulls her hand away and he kind of gives a look like she's a lesbian, clearly. <laughs> oh, or maybe it looks like, oh, honey, I don't want you either. <laughs> Girlfriend. Oh, wow. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff character-wise that isn't explored in this movie where you just have to fill in the blanks yourself. And so I think there's a lot of different interpretations. So what's your final thoughts on Goldfinger, girls? Yeah, I thought it was really fun. It kept my attention. Um, There was a lot of um, parts of the movie that I recognized from other movies that had derived from Goldfinger. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly Austin Powers. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's true. But I I really liked it. You know, I... um, yeah, I thought I thought it was a really fun movie. Yeah, there were some loose ends, that's for sure, but it didn't bother me so much. Maybe our goal should be to have Amanda and Maria for at least one of every Bond actor at some point. You know? Yeah, so uh, oh, you've done three now. I'd be very. Who pleased. have we not gone? Pierce Brosnan. Done. You haven't done George Roger Lazenby. Moore, Brosnan, or oh, Lazenby. we'd be good. Bro- we're Brosnan girls because yeah. we that was our bond. Yeah, yeah. We were, we're Brosnan. We're Brosnan babes. Well, Thanks, right now, Brosnan if you had babes. to rank Thank the three you, that you've babes. seen, Dalton, Craig, and Connery, how would you rank them? Craig, baby, number Craig, one. Craig, number one. Who's number two? 
This guy. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this unknown actor. This guy. Who's got two thumbs and is number Connery. two? Connery. Okay. Yeah, I'd say Connery next. Connery's got a lot of personality, at least. Yeah. yeah. And Maria, what are your thoughts on the film? I liked it. I mean, I thought it was... Uh, like it's it was really cool to me like it it had a lot of like the opening sequence alone i was like this is just cool it was had that it had that 60 it embodied the 60s yeah Yeah. which was really cool to see and just yeah it was fun to watch yeah it was super fun to watch and it was fun to see all the stuff casino royale kind of took from it or like was inspired by from it and I don't know, it's it's regarded as like the best Bond film of that mm-hmm. era, right? So it was cool to finally get to see that. And, and yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And I didn't, I didn't find it to be like, you know, I wasn't watching it going like, oh my God, like I... Like, it didn't seem that abs- absurd to me misogynistically or whatever. Like, I didn't... Uh, it seemed just right on. Well, there is nothing shocking right. about it that you haven't seen before. I mean, yeah. if it was a mo- movie made today, it would be terrible. Especially we watched it right after showing my family the first episode of Game of Thrones. So we. Yeah, that thought. was more offensive to me. Yeah. But I well, thought definitely. it was cool that like Pussy Glore was a pilot. Like I thought all that stuff was cool that she was a pilot and like the, all those women were also like the pilots. Like that seemed kind of forward to me. Like, fashion forward. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, on a scale of 00 to 007. That's how we rank these movies. Yeah. 00 to 007. This movie, I think, firmly gets a 007 from me. Wow. 007. I'm going to go 006. Oh, Sean Bean. What gets a 007? Well, Casino Royal. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's no secret, but we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. You I mean, you are right. I kept nowhere to go from 007. Yeah. I have to give this a 006.5. Oh. Okay, 006.5. What wow, about you two? 006.5, because I have nowhere to go. Mm, I go 006. Okay. Okay, wait. So 007 is Casino Royale. Yes. The, uh, but that is such a hard 007. Yeah. Well, maybe there should only be one 007, you know? That's up to that you and your own I personal have to scale. Go, like, I don't have much else to 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 rate it against yeah. though because I've only seen a couple Bond films mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go 005 at the moment because I it was like good but I'm not like fawning over it yeah I'm gonna change mine a little lower 005.5 because I, I didn't love any of the Bond girls <laughs> that much okay yeah, you know they didn't, have, they didn't have much personality I didn't care about him and their relationship with any of them they weren't even that sexy to me mm. so I just felt like and that's usually my favorite thing about a Bond movie is like the to see the girls, see them glammed up, see them in their pretty dresses. Um, Honor Blackman is one of my favorite Bond girls. I just think she's just... Pussy? Yeah. (laughs) Well, she's like a Vesper in a lot of way, where she's she's immune to his charms until she isn't, until the power kiss... The power kiss will get you every time. I know, she has I like a confidence her. that some of the others I feel fake a little bit. She's just got, I don't know, she's got some weight to her. Though, yeah, really. she does have that. Yeah, she was great in it, but I guess I just didn't. The character, maybe? Yeah, I just didn't spark. She didn't sparkle to me. Well, you didn't know where she was coming from or yeah. why she was like, all of that stuff is left. Like Vesper, you just know she's damaged. Cause, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So we got to. 005, 005.5, mm-hmm. 006, and a 006.5. Wow. Wow, this one really spread. Spread out. All right, we're going to bring my uh, dad in here for a little bit. He's the man that got me invested in James Bond, and we're going to talk to him. But before that, Matt, do you want to pick what Bond movie's next? It's your yeah, choice. I, I, uh, 
I think we've had a lot of fun with uh, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan and Sean Connery. And I, I thought, you know what? We just did a tribute to him. Why not? Why not go back to him? View to a kill. Oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> Is that a good one? Yeah. It's one well, of our... Most people think it's one of the yeah. worst. It's, it's one of our all-time favorites. So we're going to watch A View to a Kill with Roger Moore. Yeah. Roger Moore, huh? It's his last film. He was 57 when he did it. Hey, what's with this movie Never Say Never Again? So oh. that's a Bond film or it's not a it Bond is, film? It is, but it's an unofficial Bond film it, made by a different company that hired Sean Connery to come back. Wow. So have you guys done that one? Yeah, we but have. we'll do it again. Is it a good one? Uh, it's as good as Thunderball. Yeah, it's a remake of one of the older Bonds that he already did. Weird. <laughs> yes. Yes. I couldn't decide whether I was saying wow or weird. Yeah. And let me just real one last question. Yeah. What's the broccoli estate like? Do we have pictures or anything? That's of a like great where question. Sure where are the broccolis? Now, I had... feel like they're Santa Barbara or something. Well, they, they were in England for a long they time. They have London offices. Yeah, and they had an estate there, I think. Because I just, I feel like they're rolling in it. I'm sure yeah. they've got a few. And I would just really like to see. Let so. me go grab my dad. You guys keep talking. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. You guys are going to slide over. This is a big moment for us. We've never had a dad on the show. <laughs> I would like I guess you saw that in, in Skyfall kind of the um, his Bond's family life yeah I want more though yeah I mean if there's cool. a pre so like the Phantom Menace of Bond I guess would have to be his yeah. childhood I can't believe you've never seen um, Quantum of Solace no I've seen that but I don't remember any of it I've never seen Spectre you have to you guys Spectre's really good. I highly recommend you watch Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace within a span of hello please Jim Gorley everybody please sit you down you guys probably met him briefly at the wedding this is the man that got me got me where I am today James Bond wise and many other wises hi dad Matt, how are you? I'm sorry, I, wo- <laughs> <laughs> I woke you up. You're resting nicely on the couch. <laughs> we like to poke people awake and put a microphone in their face. Yeah. Really just get you them talking. They have the same smile. They have the same yeah, smile. Yeah, it's nice. Aww. It's the same smile. This is this is terrific. I didn't know this was an audition. No. (laughs) Well, I'm actually looking to replace Matt, so Uh, I think you might have the chops, sir. Let me me see how it goes. My dad showed me my first Bond films probably at such an early age we wouldn't even remember what the first one was at home, but we saw Octopussy in the theater together. That was my first, right? Yeah. Yeah. You you probably remember much better than I do. <laughs> yeah, but I remember we would, you know, on many weekends we'd go to the video store up at your place and just go like, basically, which Bond film should we pick out this time? Well, we haven't seen this one in a while. What's exactly. this one? I don't know. Yeah. And back then we weren't like I didn't know everything there was to know, so it was it was always a, like a mystery as to whether we'd even seen it or what was going to happen in that movie. Yeah. Do you remember your early experience with Bond, like when you would have seen them when they first oh, came well, out? When they came out. Yeah. Of course, yeah, in the 60s. Do you have any like recollections of those experiences? Absolutely. Actually, the one thing I remember a lot about is that um, they were really, really popular, the movies. I mean, not maybe not so much at first, but then it, it uh, kind of spurred a whole uh, rush of people buying Ian Fleming books mm-hmm. and, 
I did that too. You did, yeah. <laughs> I right. read those. Uh, so I mean, I but do was, you remember seeing Doctor No? Did you see Doctor No? I did see Doctor No. Oh, that's amazing. God, what was that? That's the first one. That's the first one. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I saw pretty much all of them, um, you know, along the way. But uh, in the old days, Matt and I used to go on, you know, together. Yeah, the two of us. It was that's fun. right. And then we went to see Spectre together with uh, Dana and uh, yeah, Amanda. Recently, yeah, yeah, and Amanda. Yeah, well, I had already seen it twice in theaters with Matt. <laughs> so then Jim and Dana wanted to see it, and we went to the Lie Down Theater, which is that's like, not its name, but that's what <laughs> it is. Yeah. 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 The I pick the seats recline, yeah. and you can lie down. And I was like, yeah, I'll go with you guys. Um, and then I sat in the Lie Down chair, put the blanket over my head, and slept through the whole movie. Yeah, but it's I like can't a thirty dollars ticket. <laughs> But it's comfortable, now. and the food's good. And the beauty of their food at the laydown theater, as we'll call it from now on, is that they it's all finger foods. No silverware needs to be clanking throughout the oh, movie. Oh, I never even thought about that. Well, even if they needed silverware, it could be plastic. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so they, yeah. But they designed the menu to be eaten with your hands. That is fascinating. Or felt. Yeah, felt. So be really quiet. The felt fork. Yeah. Dad, we watched Goldfinger last night. What were your thoughts on it? It's probably been a while since you'd seen it, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, I can remember parts of it vividly and other parts uh, I had totally forgotten about. And so it was a lot of fun. I yeah. mean, I think maybe <laughs> maybe it's time for me to do another round. Of- oh. oh. Well, we could certainly make that uh, number one on the agenda while you're here. We could do some more. You oh, know yeah. I'm up for it. And now I know I have to watch A View to a Kill. That's right. Coming up. Um, that's that exciting next? to me. That's what we're going to do next. next for us, yeah. yeah. Matt chose that one next. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and also, uh, just looking at it, I mean, it was still, I thought, a very viable movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's uh, timeless, I think. <laughs> I also will say the cut of his suits in this movie <laughs> are very current. Oh, yeah. He's got a this, tapered leg. I, yeah. I, I yeah. audibly went, now that's a nice suit, when we were watching yeah. uh, Golden... Finger. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but the um the coats seem cut wide, especially with broad shoulders. They almost feel nineties to me. The the tops a little bit, but yeah. I think with the with the waistcoat on, yeah, he's always wearing a three piece in this movie, yeah, which I love. And I think that cut is coming back into style. Seems like it, yeah. Uh, nothing beats that Casino Royale suit. Which one? Oh, at the end? No, the the when she ta- she, she tailors his suit. Oh, his tux. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've yeah. never seen it's anything an like tux, that. Right? I don't know. Let's talk about what women wear. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad. That's what I want to know from you. Is what do you think when you were very young? How, how old were you the first time? I, mean, I don't know how old we where I was when we first watched, but I I definitely remember going to see Octopussy, and I remember I would have been ten years old. So that's a real one to take a kid to because you're like forced to make that kid realize there's something going on with the name of this movie. And I remember thinking like, <laughs> why are, why do people have a problem talking about this movie and what's the deal? And so it, it, I don't think I put it together till later, but <laughs> that movie's pretty tame as far as the sexuality goes. Yeah, I think they all the I think the later Roger Moore's got there got to a very tame place. They had to. Yeah, yeah, because it just appeared to be weird having. Yeah, you know, pot belly Roger Moore <laughs> running around with these women. But all the opening titles have all these, you know, silhouettes of naked women, and I, I don't remember hating that. 
as a kid. <laughs> I do remember feeling like I was gaming the system somehow. Like, all right, yeah, I love Bond movies. <laughs> yeah, maybe we had to watch a lot of them just to, you know, pick them up from the video store because you were probably too young to get into the theater. I yeah, it's I without you, I bet. Because well, they were PG. well, they were all PG because they yeah. had no PG thirteen at that point. Yeah. Uh, Those were the days. <laughs> I do remember the time that we rented On Her Majesty's Secret Service, and I didn't know there was a guy who played Bond one time. And so we were watching it together, kind of going, "Who? Who's? Is this James Bond?" We we kept expecting Connery or Roger Moore to come in, and we thought maybe like, "Oh, this is a guy who's like being an imposter for James Bond is going to get killed, and then Connery's going to come in." And then we realized, no, there was this one at that time boring guy. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Little did we know. Yeah. He's probably the least boring of the bunch. Yeah. Well, Dad, do you have any um advice for us as bond watchers going forward? Any anything you can any words of advice, any wisdom? Yeah. yeah. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Go for it. You know, I was going to say one other thing too cuz I read that uh, right up in um Wikipedia today when we were on, on Goldfinger our way, on our way down to breakfast. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. It's a good write-up, but uh, do you know how much that cost? Oh, no. Take a guess. Take a guess. I mean, a wild ass <sighs> So in 60s money, how much it cost? How much they oh, spent on it? in 60s yeah. money, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll say... Make that movie. But it was American money. Yeah. Right? I'll say... Th- $25 million? What would you say, Matt? I was going to say maybe six. Six million? Okay, and then how, um, how long did it take to pay off? Oh, I'd say layered a layered question. Pretty quickly, it had to. Had it was to, a huge hit. Yeah, I'd had say to make back its money the first year. weekend, right? Uh, two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> so, how much did it cost? Three million. Three million dollars. Wow. I have that Can on me. I, I mean, I this blew me away because you look at that movie. It was filmed in Switzerland and uh, England, and a, I guess yeah. Kentucky and Florida. Yeah. I mean, how do they move all those people around there and all that? Do that for three million bucks? That's crazy. Yeah, three million. Yeah, because that's right. I should have known that because I remember Doctor No was for a clean a million one million dollars. It's, it's box office was one hundred and twenty-five million. Of course, wow. that's. I mean, I don't know what. Well, I guess oh, it's, it's in two the movie theater. So how many times have people? Connery's uh, box office. They just had a chart out about this. Oh, I BBC. saw this. Connery, Connery's He's the biggest, right? Box office by far is the biggest. He took in as Bond two point one billion dollars wow. when wow. when adjusted for inflation. And Craig's is the lowest nine hundred ninety eight million. <laughs> Why is his lowest? That's a good uh, and question. that was by the way. That's not worldwide. That's just domestic gross. Sean Connery has a stake in the in the. Box office, yeah, say, right? Like, no. yeah, he would have by the end. He would have they the renegotiated, end. yeah. But the nine ninety eight makes sense because Skyfall made a billion on its own. So they're just talking about domestic U.S. gross of movies. Nine hundred ninety eight million dollars for Daniel Craig between the four of them. Oh, wow, is that average or that's to- that's total? total. Huh. Is it because there's more movies out now? It yes, and it's because like Goldfinger would play for. Six months it'd be in the theater. You could go see it constantly, and they'd bring it back into the theater after. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Well, Pop, 
I'm glad you could join us for this. You're the whole reason that I'm here doing this in the first place. And uh, that means more to me than you'll ever know. I mean, he's really the reason this podcast exists. He is. Your dad, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have this podcast without our dads. We should just get so, our dads on. We should. Good dads are for. <laughs> would your dad ever be in town or you ever be back there that we could do? We, we could, could do it. We could there's got to be a time yeah. where we, the four of us could get together and do an episode. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be nice. Cool. Oh, yeah. boy, it would be real Especially if we, had, interesting. if we had sons. Oh, let's have sons. I'll get on. Okay, let's have okay. sons. All right. You know, I gotta say. No. He's gonna. He's gonna uh, power kiss you till you have a baby. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah, and you can do the same. That's yeah. 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 By the way, yeah. Think of all the movies you have to watch. Yeah. I know. Twenty. There'll be twenty-five at least by then. Oh boy. Nana's gonna be taking a lot of naps. Yeah. I'll be at the salon. <laughs> Wait, how many? How many franchises have gone that long? No, none. Think. Is there any? Not. Uh, is making its. Way. It is. Well, yeah. It's not quite yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, Mad but, Max wouldn't come close. No, they got th- four. I think realistically, viable franchises still in existence. Anything that comes close to being around for as long as Bond is Star Trek, but Bond still has a four-year jump on Star Trek. So, and how many films? How many Star Trek oh, films are there? Like 12. 10, 12? So half as many. Yeah, Star Wars will catch up, but it won't be like the exact same continuing saga no it'll never catch up friday the 13th was looking strong for a while yeah harry potter but that as far as exclusively film wise i yeah. don't think you're ever going to see anything with nah. 23 movies we should so. start one yeah what, what would it be <laughs> well we do i don't know we figure out a movie and we do one every year and then in you know 30 years we'll be way ahead of bond yeah that's <laughs> well right. but maybe not they'll probably make like 10 by then okay so in 40 years we'll do two two a year for a couple years <laughs> Solved. Yeah, but how much is that going to cost? We'll <laughs> do you imagine? It we'll figure it out. Let's <laughs> do it for three million a picture. It'd be, it'd be fun to see what the next one costs, just against this one. Oh, okay. oh yeah. What the last one cost? One seventy-five. They like uh, they keep Bond in the like definitely in the blockbuster range, but they're never the exorbitant ones. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also because so much of their cost. I mean, this has always been my theory, but it's just offset by all the brand placement. Yeah, they always put a Heineken beer in, and they always yeah. put uh, Omega Watch. Drive some Land Rovers around. Yeah, they're funded quite heavily. Because oh, no. people do run out and That's buy right. those products. You're right? looking at We're those right people. Now. Well, we are those people. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm Wikipedia those people. said something about that, too, about branding, and I didn't pick it up until you said that, but also the... The Aston Martin. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I guess, was that the first one that had an Aston Martin? I don't know. I think yes, so. it is. Yes, BMW it is. did it for a while, too. And in fact, the Mustang in Goldfinger, was, wasn't that the first release of that Mustang? And yes. they said, we, you can have it for this film, I think. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, yeah. The There's a couple of Mustangs in the movie, in, yeah. in, the, in the era of Bond. Yeah. He side jumps a Mustang and diamonds are forever. That's right. Uh, Margot agrees. <laughs> Um, but yeah, cars are the cars are. <laughs> All right, well, okay, Matt. Thank, thank you, Pop. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Join us anytime, Marie and Amanda. Same for you guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're we're uh, so glad to be here. <laughs> Sorry, you guys are always started. welcome <laughs> on James Bond. And we uh, we have chosen a view to a kill yeah. as the next Bond film. James Bonding will return, but next week. Who knows what we're going to be talking oh, right. about? Yeah, we got to choose our next special topic for next week. I feel like by the time the theme park episode's out, people are going to want us to do another one of those. That's going to be a good one. <laughs> All right. That's my favorite in a while. All right, Matt. Matt. James Bonding. Will Richards. Hey. 
this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <laughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos, <laughs> ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 